welcome to the Dojo Talk Podcast. Please remove them shoes before entry. Sam Master is here, and you still have not taken off your shoes. What's going on world, it is your host Serial Sensei speaking, um, just wanted to come in real quick, uh, give a warning slash apology for the audio in this episode, um, we record via Skype and in this episode it was I along with Antaku, Joey and Stokes and we're all located in different areas of the country, I don't know if that had something to do with it but the audio at moments is a bit choppy unfortunately um you'll hear at times some of our sentences just seemingly fade away (laughs) into nothingness and then randomly come back um i apologize for that hopefully next time it won't happen again but just wanted to give that little warning uh, so you know it's not anything wrong with you on your end it's on our end and technology not being so great for whatever reason i did not have a great uh connection <laughs> during this skype call and it it kind of compromised the audio a bit but i tried to make the best of it um so hopefully you guys still enjoy the episode it was a fun one uh so thank you guys for listening man welcome to another edition of the dojo talk podcast i'm your host serial sensei we are on episode number 125 as always you can check this podcast out on soundcloud itunes if you're on itunes please rate subscribe and leave a review can listen to us on youtube spotify google play check us out on social media at the dojo talk podcast facebook page as well as the dojo talk podcast instagram page send questions to dojo talk podcast at yahoo.com and you can follow me on twitter at serial sensei you can also follow me on twitch where i play video games and try my best and you can buy my book the oddball chronicles if you would like for the very fair price of 99 cents for digital or $8.99 if you're more of a paperback person. With that being said, as always, I'm joined with my co-host, Antaku. What's going on, man? Uh, not much. It's been a good, it's been a good week. Um, it has. Aside from the weather. Uh, you know, they released the trailer for, uh, what was it, Detective Pikachu? The new one? And, uh, it looks absolutely fucking insane. And I love it, because it's either going to be amazing or, you know, the, 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 a, a fantastic just trash fire. I think I'm the only one who's not really, <laughs> who's just not excited, like, at all. It, it, like, it, it can be great. Like, I, I just I just need it to be some type of extreme, you know what I mean? Like, it needs to be either great or just god-awful to the point where I can enjoy it. That's all I, I mean, want. I feel like it'll be good. I think I'm just, I can't really get over the fact that, like, Pikachu has a voice, and it's Ron Reynolds. And, like, if I was to picture Pikachu talking, that's not the voice that I would really picture. Yeah. What is the voice of Pikachu in your mind? I don't know. I, I'm upset Pikachu, they didn't I, get Danny DeVito. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, just, I feel like Pikachu would really sound like a bratty little kid. Hmm. I think that's just that's what I picture. But yeah, I get it. Ron Reynolds, uh, you know, he's hot in the streets now. So 
Well, he, he, he's he's a very charismatic man. Yeah, so I I, I get it. And on top, and just about uh, keep going with the Pokemon thing. They they released um the trailer for Gen Eight, which will be coming out later this year, I guess. And it's it's gonna, crazy that like Pokemon has not died yet. Like it's just yeah, it's going to go on forever, man. Like it's. A, Cause it's a part like a video game thing. It's why Mario games sell like Mario Odyssey apparently sold like thirteen to fifteen million copies, and that's what iteration of a Mario game now. Yeah, I, I gotta make it fifteen million or more. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played it yet. I guess for me, like Pokemon, I fell off the wagon early. Like I stopped after. Um, oh, you're one of those types. I don't even know. Like, I played, like, yellow and red and blue, and I think I played whichever one came out, like, after that, maybe, and then the yellow kind of hit me. Mm. See, I, I never playing. stopped playing. I never stopped playing. I'm still playing. I'm playing right now. <laughs> so, so you know these new wave Pokemon that I have no idea who they are. I, I mean, I, I'm not, this, I'm not, like, seven years older internalizing all the names anymore. But I like Beware, which is just a pink and black and white bear panda thing. <laughs> uh, you see the Dark Phoenix trailer? I did not, but apparently people are not happy. Yeah, it doesn't. Um, it does not look. I'm gonna avoid that one. Let's uh, let's let's just say that. Um, I love Phoenix as a character, but that movie does not look like it's gonna do it for me. And why does Mystique? Um, he looks like really bright. <laughs> like she's like a bright shade of blue. Like they they lightened up or like they didn't put enough makeup on. In the comic, huh? Uh, yeah, it's isn't she supposed to be like bright blue? Like like she that's how she is in the comic. I don't know. I don't know. But I think I've I've gotten used to her other movie looks because I feel like the way she looked in the other movies is actually really cool. But like in this one, she just. My my favorite know. thing is what's what's her name Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Like, for the like her last time playing Mystique, uh, Mystique she just legit like you could tell, um that yeah, that she was just over it because the hunger the Hunger Games were out and she had already won like an Oscar, so like she spends the mo- most of the movie just looking like Jennifer Lawrence <laughs> as opposed <laughs> to actually being Mystique. It's like I don't have to do this shit anymore. Yeah, I'm above, I'm above you. you. I don't have couldn't. to wake. I don't have to wake up at four o'clock in the morning just to put on the stupid makeup. <laughs> <laughs> and I respect that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know how many of these she's done, but I don't know, man. I'm, I'm kind of over the X Men. I, I love the X Men. Like, I, I love the cartoon. It was one of my favorite cartoons growing up. But always, I always have like a soft spot for them. But outside of X-Men 1, X-2, and Logan, the rest of those movies just did not... They are not... They are movies you like when you are a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> and that's basically it. Yeah. They they, they just... Ugh. They missed the mark. They, I, I think we should just kind of let them go. Let, let them go, man. They, I feel like they're... I'm not going to say they're in Fantastic Four territory, because I thought the Fantastic Four movies were, like, terrible. And I don't think they're that, the X-Men movies are that bad, but I think they're kind of in the same boat as to where it's like, I kind of, 
you guys should just go away for a while and let us forget about you. Maybe come back like five years from now. Well, they, the whole like, you could tell they just wanted to make a TV show. Like that's the thing. Like they really wanted. hard to keep the continuity over like 15 years and stuff like that and like Marvel should just let them make TV shows like just switch they could have the movie rights and Fox can have the rights to like a TV show because that's what they want I don't know so, so... I mean well I guess Disney's getting it back right yeah Disney's about to take over I need to hurry up and watch uh, season 2 of Punisher before it just disappears because <laughs> everything else got canceled, and uh, Punisher did get canceled too, but it's, it's still on there. I need to hurry up and watch that because I feel like after a while Disney's just gonna pull all of it. Yeah, it'll be on their streaming service that I'm probably not gonna pay for. Um, it depends. I, I need all the stuff. You know what I mean? They they can't be holding out on me. If, I mean, if, if, I they like get, if Disney gives me everything they own, I'll, I'll probably pay for like a summer. You know, and like just binge watch. Disney cartoons and stuff. Yeah, I, I would do so, that. So, like, if they if they give me that, yeah, if they give me that, I'll, I'll you know, they'll have me for a couple of months. But I don't, I don't know about beyond that. But give me some documentaries about like the making of uh, Snow White. Because I'm that type of boring person. Who loves just like behind the scenes and animated stuff? Just give me the Disney Robin Hood movie, which awesome. I already own, but I just want to watch it anyway. <laughs> and speaking of, it's going to be a good week this week because um, what you call it comes out. Uh, it's the Spider Verse on Blu ray and DVD, and I guess 4K if you have a 4K television. Right. I'm going to buy that. When is Captain Marvel coming out? I'm sorry, guys. We're on a random spiel. I mean, we we open every show with a random spiel. That is true. Because if we just jump into the MMA, like, you, you can't just do that. Yeah, you guys need to hear about Marvel and <laughs> whatever else we talk about. <laughs> Andres. Yeah. Oh, man. But, I, I think yeah. it comes out this week. Either this week or next week, but soon is the point. There we go. But, yeah, that was, that was our Marvel spiel and X-Men spiel. Go go watch Dark Phoenix at your own risk. That's, that's all I'm going to say. Um, I guess real quick before we get started. So, um, we were going to have Stokes and Joey on for the show. Stokes but, just woke up. Okay, yeah. All right. So, <laughs> so Stokes might get in on here. Uh, he, he just awakened uh, over in Cali. Uh, Joey, unfortunately, uh, I think Mother Nature took him out. Um, apparently they got a lot of snow. He's currently experiencing Ice Age. Um, yeah. So, you know, he he has to go build a fire and, I guess, an Yeah, he, he just has to survive, basically. So, um, yeah, we, we were going to get Joey on here, but Mother Nature got to him first, and we, we kind of, we can't win that fight, so... Joey, I hope you're surviving. Hope you're uh, doing all right over there. And uh, I guess we'll see about Stokes <laughs> at some point in the episode. See if he's allowed to get on. 
Would um, this be the first time he's been on since TJ Dillashaw beat Garbrandt? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Which is hilarious because, well, we'll get to it later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> this fuck. Uh. <laughs> but before we get started, uh, real quick, shout outs to the listeners. Of course, man, everybody uh, on Twitter, on Tumblr, people in the Facebook group, wherever, wherever you are, wherever you are listening to this podcast, we, of course, always appreciate you. Top cities for the week. Uh, number one, we got San Francisco, California. Number two, we got uh, Kiev, Ukraine, if I'm saying that right. Number three, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Number four, Brooklyn, New York. And number five, we got Seattle, Washington. So, shout out to all the listeners. Shout out to everybody internationally who got here one way or another, possibly by accident, but it's cool. It's all love. I'm just assuming everybody's here because they want to be. Yeah, you should be. At this point. I mean, we're like 125 episodes in. So, at this point, if you're here, I would assume, yeah. You, hopefully, you, you did this on purpose. But if not, you know, just stick around. Good good things will eventually happen. I mean, if you've never heard, if you've never seen MMA before, th- this is going to be a journey for you. Yeah. Boy, would this be a card to start on. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it teaches all the proper things you need to know about MMA. It, oh yeah, it was like, but this I think that main card uh, gave you what MMA was in a nutshell of the, the best and the worst that can happen, uh, all, all in one night in different forms too, in all types of different forms. Yeah, yeah. This go study some film on this. This is a. Uh, it could give you a clue of what's to come if you keep watching the sport. You know, heartaches, triumphs, and, and everything in between. Hard-headedness. Uh, yikes. He fell the exact same. <laughs> 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 like, the fall was identical. <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll, you know what, let me, alright, we'll, we'll leave that alone. We'll get to that fight when we get to it. But, oh, my God. Um, but, as always, uh, starting off with uh, news and notes for the week. I'm sorry if I sound under the weather. Like, every time I wake up, it's cold and my nose is stuffy. And I have to wait till it gets warm for me to feel better again. So, I'm sorry if I feel uh, sound weird. But, anywho, uh, news and notes for the week. Not the busiest week, really, in terms of fight announcements. Uh, I feel like there were mo- most of the big news was more so stories than anything else. But... Uh, starting from the top of what I have jotted down here, uh, Kevin Lee versus Gregor Gillespie. Um, it is not finalized, but it's looking like that is going to be a fight that will happen um, at a future event in May, which would be an awesome fight. Finally get to see uh, Gregor Gillespie get the big fight that he's probably been looking for, and I think that's a good fight to see how how legit he is. Um, if that fight does indeed happen, so look out for that. Uh, we got Ray Borg versus Ping Wan Lu on UFC on ESPN2. Also on that same card, you will have Josh Emmett versus Michael Johnson. Um, in the middleweight division, you will have Christoph Jocko versus Roman Kopilov uh, at UFC St. Petersburg. Um, that'll be Kopilov's debut. Um, he was a Fight Night's global uh, middleweight champion uh, from what I read. So uh, look out for that fight. Um, at UFC 236, we'll have Poliana Botello versus Lauren Mueller. 
Um, and that's all I got for UFC fight announcements. As far as news, uh, Walt Harris uh, was suspended. He tested positive uh, for SARM, which stands for Selective Androgen Receptor Module. I have no idea what that is, but I just wrote it down. Um, that, 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 that sounds like something you would put in like an, a robot. Yeah, yeah. You, you, that's like a that's like that thing Iron Man has on his chest. Like, <laughs> I don't I don't know, but he tested positive for it. Uh, so his win over Avlaski has been overturned to a no contest. Um, from the article I read, um, he claims it was a tainted uh, tainted substance, but I, I I don't know I don't know how these things go. But either either way, he is still uh, suspended uh, for four months. Um, also in <laughs> UFC related news, uh, going back taking a trip back to the uh, post UFC 229 brawl, uh, Dylan Danis has received his uh, suspension for his role in the, uh, uh, you know, fisticuffs and flying kicks and whatever you want to call it <laughs> that happened after that fight. Uh, Danis has been suspended seven months and fined $7,500. That's got to suck because all you did was stand in the crowd and a guy jumped and tried to kick you in the face. Somehow you got suspended for it. I'm, I'm assuming they found they found that he was um antagonizing him or something. I don't know, but his suspension's up in like two like what two months? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Seventy five hundred though. Well, I don't, I don't hmm. know what his pockets are looking like, but I mean that that, that that's when that's when you go to you know you go to the money guy. Connor. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a phone call you got to make. Like, bro, I almost took a kick for you. I almost died because of you. You yeah, yeah, really sell it, you know. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So he got sus uh, suspended. So, we'll well, I don't say we'll see him, but you know that that's the thing that happened. Uh, that's pretty much all I got for UFC news. Well, we have a couple of other stories, but I'll, I'll save those till later. Um, moving on to Bellator, um, Lorenz Larkin is out of the Korskov fight. Um, the new main event for that Bellator 219 card is going to be Sadawad versus Brandon Gertz. And the co-main event will be Daniel Strauss versus St. Crutchen. Um, uh, another bout that Bellator is looking to book, but it is not official yet. Um, it looks like Lyoto Machida versus Chael Sonnen is going to be a thing. Um, but that is not official yet, but, you know, keep an eye out could potentially be about that happens um that's all i got for bellator news uh, moving on to one championship uh they just recently signed vitor belfort um yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I can't wait till we get the brandon vera vitor belfort trilogy that you, one is currently planning out in their head oh yeah it's going down yeah it's, it's going down so you know, Bel Belfort can bring his spinning kicks if he can still do those. Oh, uh, dude, no more drug testing. Let's go. <laughs> Vito will possibly be a belt holder by the end of 2019. Um, but yeah, that, that's going to be a thing that happens. Don't know who his first opponent is, but he did officially sign with them. Um, but we do have an official bout for one Sage Northcutt. Um, his first uh, fight over the one um, in the one championship banner. 
will be on May 17th against Cosmo Alejandre, which, if you know Cosmo... That's amazing. Should, yeah, that should be a, a very fun stand-up fight uh, that will most likely result in somebody uh, getting knocked out or TKO'd or some variety of the sort. So, that'll be fun. Um, and I didn't write this, and it's not even news, but chat... That one championship new era card is going to be awesome. Um, make sure you guys watch that. That that card is like super stacked. That, yeah, that card is fire. Yeah, that card is... It has me worried about the next like five months where they're, right. they're trying to fill dates. <laughs> but... Yeah, because they, they, they went all out for the new era card. Like They put all of their stars on that one. Like If they're losing like six figures a card uh, on fights... You know, based on their prior financials, they they must be losing upwards of like ten figures for that card. Because I, I don't like, I, I no, I'm I'm gonna just hold that to myself. I, I don't want to put that negativity out there. All right. Um. um last moving. Last bit of big news, or is, uh, was there more that I'm forgetting? Uh, hold on, I got one more. Uh, Jose Alde versus Gustavo Lopez. Uh, going down at Combate Americas, March 29th, it'll be a Bantamweight title rematch. Um, and then the rest of these, I guess we can kind of expand on a little bit. So, yeah. Um, you want to start with... The big one? Oh, which one's the big one? I feel like all of these are pretty... What? Oh, no, you know, let's start with Krokop. Yeah, that's the yeah, big let's one. Start with yeah, let's start with Krokop. So, um... For those who don't know, apparently in the weeks leading up to the Roy Nelson fight, uh, which was like a week or two ago, I think, was it last week? Yeah, wasn't that for? Yeah, wasn't that long ago? Yeah. Um, Korkov apparently suffered a seizure. Did not know about it, from what I understand. Um, went through with the fight and then had a stroke um, afterwards. Um. And as a result, he is now, um, like, I think he was, like, diagnosed with epilepsy or something like that. But as a, as a result of that, he is now retired from fighting. So, yeah, um, I, I guess it was one comeback too many for, for, uh, for Crow Cobb. Yeah. That sucks. Like, he... Did you read that, um, I don't know, I saw a quote from him that he said it had something to do with, like, a neck injury he had. Yeah, probably. Ah, God, I, I, I read what you what you're talking about, but I, I just, I didn't have it in front of me right now. Um, Krokop neck injury seizure. He has suffered a neck injury leading up to the Nelson fight, and possibly had a seizure at some point before the bout. Uh, yeah. But um, that that kind of just sucks, cause like. Krokop, what what's the win streak he's on now? Is it got a ten fight win streak? Because he won the yeah. tournament, um, the Ryzen tournament, right? Yeah, he he's been out here like handling business, you know, collecting checks, doing his thing, getting names over, you know, faded but big name opponents, like Roy... and like he's looked like pretty decent. Yeah, like, like he he has looked good. That's the that's like like he, I'd put him at least on par with like or a. One of his contemporaries, and he's forty-five years old. Yeah, and he's still out here swinging. Yeah. and then he looked good against Roy too. Like he, he was holding it down. Um, but nah, man, like strokes, you know, can't really, 
since it's not really the kind of thing you can like mess around with. Yeah, no, uh, that, that that'll fuck up your life. Yeah, yeah, that's that's one of those you you definitely can't play around with those. So, um, yeah, but that that just sucks. That wasn't a headline I was like expecting oh. to see or like ready to read. It's like, man, that just uh, sucks like, all the wind out your sails. Yeah, you 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 feel you feel for a guy who's like had such a nice you know post UFC career. Life is looks like it's been going pretty well, and then then that happens. Right, um, like. Dude, his post UFC run has been like, re- but like it's up there with like the best anyone else has done. Like post UFC, one grand was after he got cut, right? Or was that between like when he got cut and he came back to fight Gonzaga? I would say that one more time. You kind of faded in out. Oh, uh. Yeah, no, after the first time, after he first got cut, when he was on that losing streak fighting like Roy Nelson and Brendan Schaub and Frank Mir, you know, he went away, did kickboxing, won the K-1 Grand Prix, which was actually, a, like, looking back, was an okay, like, field. Like, it wasn't tremendous, but it was, a, like, a solidish field. Um, You know, came back to the UFC after beating Ishii twice, beat Gonzaga in a rematch, and then went on like an eight fight winning streak outside of the UFC, beating like King Mo and uh, Amir Al-Gabari, uh Roy Nelson. Like, dude's had a great run for a forty something year old man. Like, it, it just sucks he doesn't get to go out on his own terms. Yeah. Like, and this kind of gets lost because his UFC run was so like underwhelming and disappointing. But um. Like the the dude is one of the all time great combat sports careers, like not just like kickboxing and uh, MMA, but the dude was like a he fought the Able Amateur Boxing World Championships. Like he he was good enough to make the Croatian team and make it into the World Championships to like qualify. Like he is yeah, a tremendously tra- talented fighter. Yeah, I was say yeah. He 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 was a fighter's fighter. Like that dude was like that's he, he's one of those guys that like, that's what he was born to do. Like he he was just that good. Um. But yeah, man, that 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 kind of sucks. He just had to just kind of abruptly, kind of end things. Um. But I mean, you know, look, look, looking back at his career, he he's given us a lot of great moments, a lot of great fights. Um. Even though it was a losing effort, his fight versus Fedor is like one of my all-time favorite fights. Um, his, his his head kick of Alexander is probably like one of my top five KOs. Um, uh, uh, the way he just made him fall over. Uh, speaking <laughs> of Alexander, did you hear the news about uh, Alexander? Oh um, uh, yeah, he got then, he got arrested, right? Yeah, for some wild yeah. shit. Yeah, he's he's been out here bugging. Oh shit! There was that other Russian fighter um, who just got out of jail after he made like. Like yeah, no, no, I'm not, we're not gonna take uh, Krokop's name by associating him with these psychopaths. So um, just hold off on that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, like shout out to uh, Krokop. I hope he recovers from stroke. Um, I hope he has a long and fulfilling life after after all of this. Like you really feel for the guy. Yeah. yeah. 
Yes. Well, well wishes to Crow Cop, man. That, you know, not not just an MMA legend, just combat sports legend in general. Um, if, you, if you don't know, go go do your homework, and you know, just 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 go watch highlights. Go watch his fights. The man was of his era. He was definitely one of the best of his time. Um, and it it just really sucks to see him go out like this. But like you said, ho- hopefully he does recover well and he's you know able to move forward and then live a live a normal life at this point uh, but shout out shout outs to to the legend miracle crow cop uh moving on to some better news we'll, we'll do a pick me up and then we'll go sad again since matt hughes is out here bugging but uh pfl they're they're in the news for good reasons um they signed a multi-year deal uh to broadcast their 10 cars this year that'll be on espn espn plus and espn deportes and the first card will be on May the ninth. Um, yep. I like it. I like it. Um, I mean, for one, I, I, I'm enjoying. Well, I literally only use ESPN Plus for UFC, to be honest. <laughs> but like, I, I like the ESPN Plus platform. Um, as we said with the UFC, it's it seems like it's benefited them. The production looks more professional. The, the shows seem to flow better. The stream itself is like crystal clear. I just wish the interface was a little bit more friendly towards, uh, I guess, a fight audience. But that that's, like, my only criticism. Yeah. But PFL looks like they'll, they'll probably, you know, pretty much have those same benefits. And they were already pretty much up in their production value, like, when they started, when they transitioned from WSOF to PFL. Um, so I feel like this will only help. And, you know, just exposure. Like... Now we'll get to see Ray Cooper knock people out, and it'll be in front of, like, a national audience. And friggin', they, you, you notice when they, they gave the press release, it was PFL and Kayla Harrison signed with ESPN. Right. <laughs> they made sure to get her name in there. Yeah, gotta, gotta, gotta throw her in there. So, yeah, this is, I feel like this will be a really good look for, like, the stars that they have. Like you say, Kayla Harrison... People like um, people like Ray Cooper. People like um, I'm, I'm blanking out. Uh, Nathan Sh- Nathan Schultz, a star. Yeah. Right, well. <laughs> 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 well, point, point being, it's a platform that probably will. Everybody involved. Yeah. These, like these, PFL is yeah. apparently getting five million dollars over two years. I saw the number five million tossed out there. I didn't see if it was like five million a year or five million per year. You kind of hope it's five million a year just so their budget's a little better. Cause yeah, cause, if you're yeah. running ten shows a year, that's only like what is it like a quarter mil a show, which is nothing. Yeah, especially that, that. when you're, you're handing out ten uh, like five million dollars at the end of, on top of what like the fighters are already making. For these tournaments, yeah. So ho- hopefully, uh, somehow ESPN and uh, PFL the checks will add up. Um, but I mean, I don't know. Everybody got their million in this last tournament. I, I haven't heard anybody uh go firing off or have to hunt for somebody with a hidden briefcase. So right. <laughs> I guess I guess everybody's doing good. But yeah, there's just overall that's a, a good platform that you know the the maybe they're not stars, but all of PFL's best will have, you know, a much larger stage to 
to showcase what they can do. And that's that's good for PFL. It's good for MMA. It's a win-win, I feel like. Every, everybody wins. Taylor Harrison. It's great. It's great for Kayla Harrison. Um, and PFL, from what I saw, I think they're still going to have that Thursday night on, on lock. Uh, yeah, that's, that seems that. to be the deal. Don't <laughs> interfere with the UFC schedule and you're fine. Yeah, so... They they uh they got a monopoly on Thursday nights. <laughs> but you're home watching, you know, Thursday night football. You can tune into that ESPN Plus on your phone, and you watch Kayla Harrison beat up some woman who's a barista in her like at her real job. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So shout out to PFL signing to ESPN. Oh, real quick because I actually almost forgot. Uh, Invicta FC is going to have a uh, tournament going down. Um, this will be... Uh, why don't you guys put the date at the beginning of the article? Alright, so this is going down at the Memorial Hall uh, on Friday, May the 3rd. Uh, it'll be, of course, on UFC Fight Pass. Um, it is called Phoenix Rising. It's going to be a one-night tournament. Uh, Eight-woman tournament, which will feature Mizuki Inoue... Denisa, Mirandin, Danielle Taylor, Juliana Lima, Kaylin Curran, Brianna Van Buren, Sharon Jacobson, and Suna Davis' daughter. Um, twist, though, in this tournament, uh, just to read some of the rules that they got going on. Uh, the tournament will feature one-round fights in the corner final and semifinal rounds, with the tournament final being a three-round affair to determine the champion. Tournament matchups will be determined during a random draw prior to the event. Invicta is adding a twist to the corner final fights, offering the fastest finisher the ability to pick which of the three remaining fighters they would like to fight. There are no finishes in the corner finals. The promotion will again draw, uh, will again randomly draw for the semifinal matchup. Um, additionally, each finish during the tournament will earn the winning fighter a monetary bonus. So, I mean, we pretty much said this before. Like tournaments seem to really be <laughs> making their wave. In 2019, um, Victor FC is coming in and, uh, you know, I guess adding their little little twist uh, to to the tournament deal. Uh, so we'll we'll see how that turns out. Um, so that that'll be a thing that happens, and that once again is going down on May the third on UFC Fight Pass. So if you have Fight Pass, give that a look. And the last bit of notes. Before we uh on news before we get to this card uh matt hughes is in the news um not for anything good i mean when is he ever in for anything good like last yeah. time it was getting hit by the train Ugh. well i feel like well yeah, yeah it was the train but then like we saw him walk again and it was like oh he's good you know yeah. like a mini you know yeah but but yeah it's not good now um, it's, it's definitely not good now. Uh, he is in the news for uh, alleged uh, domestic violence allegations from his wife, uh, Audra Hughes. Um, of course, Matt Hughes is um, denying it. Uh, it. It's kind of a crazy case because it looks like between uh, Matt Hughes' wife, Audra, and Matt Hughes' brother, whose name is Mark, um, it seems like they both have restraining orders against Matt, um, and they are alleging that Matt committed a, according to this article, a series of physical attacks on her, um, and Mark, uh, requested, uh, his, uh, restraining order after Hughes allegedly, quote-unquote, 
uh, roughed up Mark's 15-year-old son back in December. Um, Amazing. Yeah. So it's it's not not a good look for Matt. I mean, he's denying it, but I just kind of feel like if your wife and your brother have a restraining order against you, not looking too like, good, bro. And I don't want to profile people. Like between the CTE from the fighting and the CTE or and like the brain damage from freaking getting hit by a train, like obviously, like it it would be completely irresponsible to like to put that aside because you know that that does fuck with people. Yeah. But Matt Hughes has kind of always been a piece of shit. Like, and this is not like me inferring onto his character so much as me reading parts of his autobiography in which he openly brags about being a piece of shit. Like, just a, a garbage human being who, like, in his own book, brags about the time him and his brother assaulted their father because his father reprimanded them for riding motorcycles without, like, helmets future 13 year old wife at a freaking grocery store when he was 20 yeah so like I, I don't know if Hughes still has like a job now or if he's still like if he's getting paid by the OCL or whatever but this is a dude they put in charge of like their code of conduct for fighters <laughs> <laughs> which is why it was he's, always uh, the which is why it was always the joke. He's uh he's gonna have a white box uh, in his office come Monday. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh not not looking too good, bro. Um, but yeah, uh, Matt Hughes, um, out here not being not living uh, his best life. Alrighty. All right. So that's pretty much all for the uh, news and notes for the week. Uh, so before we get to this card, uh, I'm going to attempt to buzz in Stokes to see if he is available. All right, so three amigos. Yo, Sto are oh, go ahead. St Stokes, I have to. What's I, up? I, I don't remember. Have you been on the show since the last time Cody Carbrand fought? Uh, I don't. I don't remember. I don't think yes. I'm. I'm pretty sure that was the last time. I was. What was it? What was the last card? It was the Connor Khabib card. That was like my last time. Uh, okay. Oh no, yeah, yeah, was. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that, that was. was. That's right, because we all just started laughing for like twenty yeah. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Those were good times. <laughs> good, good times. Good times. But um. All right, so I guess we will just uh, yeah. It, it just died. We could have had we could have had that moment all over again. Yeah, yeah. But he had to be a fucking man or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> and and not take the easy way out. Yeah, you know. Katie would have done it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's get this uh 
since this show started. UFC 235 went down yesterday. Um, T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. Headlined by John Jones and Anthony Smith. And uh, we'll, we'll just run this from... You know what, actually, real quick, before we get started, uh, quick shout-outs to Cheeto Vera. I, I realized this, like, halfway through the card. Like, this card was so good, and we still didn't get that fight. The Cheeto Vera and Frankie Sands fight. Um, one of them two got injured. I can't remember who. I feel like it was Cheeto. But, I um, think it was Cheeto, yeah. yeah. So, shout-out to Cheeto. That would have been awesome if he still could have been on this card. But, anywho. John Jones, Anthony Smith. Um... I don't really have, <laughs> you know, in my write-up that I did of this, my, my only hope for Anthony Smith, like, aside from divine intervention, was, um, you know, he, he's got decent size, he's powerful, he can, he can land, he can throw hard, you know, may, maybe you just happen to catch John in some wild flurry, land a good shot, follow up, and pray you can get a finish. But outside of that, like, I didn't really, I, I didn't see anything else he could do to hope to win. And that, you know, he he, he didn't do much. Um, I mean, he survived, which, you know, I'm not really surprised that he was able to go five because he is pretty durable. Um, I think it was part him durable and part, I don't know if I want to say John coasted. Well, he did say in the post fight, though, that he was surprised that Smith took all of his shots, like, he just kind of never went away, but, um, yeah, this fight was just Smith kind of surviving, like, well, John, it looked like, oh. oh, I was gonna say, John Jones was just kind of John Jones in, like, you know, teep kicks, being more creative, uh, with the strikes, I felt like the, the fight started off a little bit slow, and then eventually John just, I, I want to say by about the third, third round, like, really got more comfortable, and just, he was just able to pick his shots just really well, and Anthony wasn't really offering much, much of a turn, or wasn't really giving John anything to worry about, other than, he's just not going away, like Smith just, he wouldn't go down really, no matter what happened, um, and then, you know, <laughs> Anthony Smith, man, if you would have taken that illegal knee, and said you couldn't have continued, I would not have judged you. Um, but, you know, props to Lionheart. He didn't take the easy way out. I definitely would have took the easy way out. <laughs> <laughs> just, just in the card with chaos. Just, just be that guy. But, like, no, nah, or go ahead. He, he, he basically threw away 500K. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, 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 he threw away 550K, including, if you include the Reebok money. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know... Like, listen, I, I respect the dude for wanting to win the title, like, the legit way. But in the, like, eight minutes that followed that, what did he do? Like, it, it's not like he went out there and died on his sword, you know what I mean? Like, he just went out there and got beat up slowly for ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, I... This fight by, like, the third going on into the fourth, I was like, all right, I kind of really don't want to watch this anymore. Because it was just... It's pretty obvious one of these men don't want to be here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't want to be here and has really nothing to offer. Like, he he didn't even really have a wing and a prayer. Like, he was just there. Like, he, 
he was just there being a punching bag. I it, it was so bad that I was getting mad at John. Like John, if, can you just finish this? I want I want to go to sleep now. Like I'm kind of tired. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to go to sleep. I like to think John was just like, no, you're going to sit here and you're going to take this ass whooping. Yeah, yeah. You 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 earned this. You you thought I was one of those other old guys you beat up, but um, no, nah, yeah. John John just John Jones them like he just kind of tooled them. Um, I mean, com- I, I will say compared to other Jones performances, it wasn't like his most exciting thing to watch. Probably just because it was so one sided that it was like, man, like it. I was like, why am I watching this anymore? I, I pretty much know how this fight's going to go, and there's no... Smith has given me no reason to believe that this fight is ever going to change. Like, he's just going to keep getting pummeled, and he's just going to take it because he's that durable and he can take it, but he has no other... He has no offense, or he's not showing any offense. So it's like, why are we here? What, what are we doing? But Jones going to Jones... Um. So, yeah, I I think a small part of it is like Anthony Smith has lost a lot in his career. He's battled back through like a lot of tough situations, like um the uh, the the what you call it fight the uh, the Hector Lombard fight, right? He's down, he's getting his ass beat. The other guy tires out. He he storms his way back into a fight. Kind of how Anthony Smith does his business. Um. (laughs) But um, I think that with guys like Anthony Smith and OSP, they at one point they realize they're going to lose, and then they're able to shut down the part of themselves that is just actively getting hurt the most. You know what I mean? Like, as like a journeyman, you kind of learn how to lose without taking the least amount of ass whooping possible. All right. <laughs> Which we don't see with guys like I don't like um like DC, DC, DC is just going to go out there and battle. So I think we saw a little bit of that, like play into the fact that okay, Jones took five rounds to get like it, it took uh, it took this going to a decision for the fight to end, as opposed to Jones just beating the crap out of him and stopping him. So so you're saying. I'm fighters saying who suck, <laughs> fighters who suck are able to basically survive against Jones. Like, there, there, there's well, just like there, there's a survivalist aspect to being a fighter who's just not who who who's forced to survive a lot, basically. I mean, mm. it, it kind of makes sense because, and and this is not to like pile on Anthony Smith, but like it's partially true that if you watch a lot of his fights, there's always a moment or or moments where he's put in a bad spot, even in the Vulcan fight. That fight didn't start off really that good for him. Yeah, you know, he got his ass beat. Yeah, he had, to, <laughs> he had to really, like, come back and battle for it. So, like, him being put in tough spots um, where he just has to take a lot of pain, like, that's not really a new... It's not a new thing for him. Um, but he... It, John is one of those guys that you... You don't want to get behind yeah, the scorecards on him. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to get behind the scorecards on him. He's not the kind of guy you want to pull off the comeback win against because he's just not gonna. Let, he's too smart to let you pull off that comeback. It's just it's not gonna happen. Um, you know what's the, the the crazy part, and may, maybe this is just me projecting, but like it, it kind of feels like if 
Smith, like in the earlier parts of the fight, had just went hard, he might have been able to actually land something effective. <laughs> Why didn't he just rush Jones like at any point of the fight? Like, just like, what do you got to lose? Like, just yeah, rush like, him. And start throwing punches. Like, I think that just shows us just how fucking scary Jones is. Like, there's a six-six, two hundred something pound man in front of you, throwing like spinning back fists with the same speed that you throw your jab. Tiago like, Santos would have threw at him. Tiago Santos. <laughs> he is going to throw at him. <laughs> think, yeah, think. He'd emptied the whole tank. In the third round, they just should have flew in Tiago Santos and just been like, swap. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... Not, Fresh body in there? I mean, it's not... It's not, not really a ton to dissect in this fight. Like, we, we all... We we all love a Cinderella story, but there were only so many ways that this fight was, in reality, gonna play out, and this was one of them. Like, That's, yeah, if Smith didn't get finished early, it was gonna be a long, drawn out, just kind of beating, and that's that's pretty much what we got. But I guess to before we close that fight out, um, I'm just gonna say, uh, the last remaining hopes for for 205 are Johnny Walker, Thiago Santos. And uh, Dominic Reyes. These are the last of the Mohicans who can try to take the belt from Jones. Those are the only three I can see posing any remote kind of threat. Um, Tiago, mostly just because he's so reckless and he's crazy enough to just go in there and throw and he might be able to land something. And Reyes and Johnny, because both of them have pretty good size for 205ers. Um, Reyes has pretty good footwork in boxing, and as we will get to Johnny Walker in a few, the man just invents stuff and does stuff on the fly, and it just works. Um, he got to work on that worm, though. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, work on that we'll worm. We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I don't. I'm I'm I am happy that we have a couple of prospects at 205. I think it gives Jones some people to fight, and I'd be interested in those fights. But man, oh man, um, this is good luck, man, to anybody who got to fight John. Man, this it's so weird because you watch John fight, and it's not like it's not like we've watched John going and like one punch KO people. Like it's not that kind of scary. It's a different kind of scary to where it's just like this guy can do everything. Like, he can probably do everything I can do but better. And that's not even including the wrestling, which we didn't really, you know, see a ton of in this fight. But that's just a whole nother layer that when he uses that, it's just... Yeah, he, he he's a scary dude to go in there and try to... Try, try to tangle with. Um, but yeah, that, that's pretty much all I got for that fight. Good, good luck to anybody else trying to fight John. <laughs> good luck. Diego Santos can... doesn't need luck. <laughs> like who can realistically beat him like realistically like realistically beat this guy you know a heavyweight like I just don't know a heavyweight I was gonna say somebody I was gonna say a heavyweight and I, out of the three people I mentioned uh, it's so hard for me to still I, 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 I firmly believe Johnny Walker is gonna get a title shot regardless but the thing about walker that 
it's still hard to gauge because in the, every time we see him fight, it never goes like over a minute. Like I still don't really even really know what Johnny Walker is, other than yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know him outside of really I can, athletic. Yeah, I'm extremely athletic. Um, I'm very explosive, and I can just kind of make these moves up on the fly. And because when I was watching his fight, I was like, well, he he could pose a threat again. Because I think we mentioned this in one of the other podcasts, like. The one thing I've never seen anybody really do against Jones is just go in there and just do something crazy. Like just, <laughs> just go in there, forget a game plan, just, just wild out. Just go in there and just do whatever comes to your mind and hope it works. And I feel like Walker would be that kind of guy. Um, yeah, I don't know though. I, yeah, I don't know. It might just have to be a heavyweight to be honest. Two hundred five, man. It's yikes. All right. I'd be pissed. A heavyweight wrestler that has cardio or something? Like, I don't even know. Yeah, like, Curtis, I think Curtis Blaze could be Jones. Yeah, I, I think I think Jones' problem is going to be at heavyweight. Is like the just the power that everybody has up there. Like, well, that, that, and, like, I think, I think he struggles with dudes who are just as long as him. Like, like a dude like Francis Ngannou who can realistically hit him. Right. At like his kicking range, this is this is going to be a nightmare. Like, of course, like Jones could outmaneuver him, but yeah, I think at heavyweight he he's going to have to work a lot harder for his wins. Like, I don't see him realistically like coasting at heavyweight. Yeah, like yeah, like that effort would not win him mm. a fight with like um bigger than Gano or Blades. Yeah, he he's gonna. <laughs> but you know what's scary. Like, we haven't seen him at heavyweight. What if he goes to heavyweight and dude just, like, suddenly has, like, KO power? Like, <laughs> he goes in there and just starts flat dudes. <laughs> it's like, we don't, we don't even know what Jones at heavyweight looks like. Like, he could be even scarier. But, um, yeah, I think heavyweight might be his only chance at losing. Like, 205, there's, there's a small bit of hope, but it's, I don't know, man. You guys got your work cut out for you, but um, that that was Joan Smith. Not not a ton to dissect. It was a a, a one sided slacking. Um, going from one sided slacking to another, uh, this one being the challenger instead of the champ. Uh, co-main <laughs> event: <laughs> Kamaru Usman and Tyron Woodley. Um, jeez, us Christ. Um, so I know. What a- Usman got like one ten eight round on two judges scorecards, but like realistically he had like three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this this was a, a complete wipeout. Um I wasn't so surprised that Usman won. I was just surprised that it was so one sided. Um Yeah, and in my write up for this, uh said that Usman's path to victory would be just don't headhunt. Don't go in there and try to get a crazy KO. Pick your shots. Just make Woodley work. Because as good as Woodley is, he is not the most... He doesn't have, like, the most offensive output. So if you can just outwork him, you you can find that you can you can get a path to victory. And I thought Usman had the skill set to, to do that. I thought they matched up pretty even. I didn't think Usman was just going to go in and just ragged all the man for five rounds and just 
kind of beat on him. Like, it was, they were just, it was, I, I don't want to make excuses for Woodley. I've never, I, even in the other fights I've seen him lose, he looked really just like, like he just wasn't even there. Like, after every round, his corner was just yelling at him. And he was just looking like, I don't really know what's happening right now. Like, <laughs> I'm just, like, he looked so lost. Like, he had no clue what he was doing out there. Like, Usman every round just feign in, close in, pick my shots real quick, take you down. I'm going to win every position battle. I'm going to get you on the ground. Like, he just, he just, he worked Woodley to death. And then... Like, the only moment Woodley really had to win, I think that was in, like, the fourth when they had that little flurry moment. But even in that, like, Usman was dropping bombs on him. Woodley landed a couple of good shots, but I think he was, at that point, kind of gassed out, and I don't think they were landing the way, or they didn't have the effect that they normally would if he would have landed that in, like, the first round. But, yeah, Usman put it on him, man. Just great takedowns, elbows from the clinch. Ground and pound, just position control. He he the, didn't let Woodley breathe. The body punches. Yeah. Like after the third round they showed the graph oh, like the oh. graph of the strikes and like apparently Usman hit Woodley a hundred and twenty times to mm. the body <laughs> in the first three rounds of this fight. Ugh. Insane. Oh like and honestly, you could probably count the amount of strikes Woodley freaking threw in the whole fight and under like, your fingers and toes, because like he he really just looked like he got up out of bed and walked into the cage, even more than usual. Yeah, I and I I I saw somebody mention this in a random Facebook chat, but. I I didn't see any reports of it, so I can't really confirm it. But I saw somebody mention that he. They thought he had like a, a foot fracture, but I didn't see that. I I didn't see any reports confirming that, so I I can't really speak on it. But it was weird. This fight reminded me kind of of the Rory fight, but different, to where like he kept. Really, he does this in a lot of his fights, but against certain opponents, he can kind of get away with it. Like he does tend to put his back against the cage a lot, but other guys he's fought like they don't have the wrestling acumen or they aren't able to put pressure as well as Usman did. So he can just kind of explode with a right and just, you know, take him out. And that's, that's kind of is what it is. But yeah, he, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. That was a weird, I've never seen Woodley look that flat, even in other fights he's lost. He just looked so, and it was like immediate. Like after that first round, that man just looked like he had no, there was no urgency, like, at all. Like, Usman just kind of did what he wanted. Yeah, um, basically. Like, does, does Woodley just have a problem with, like, other really good wrestlers? Like, Yeah, that would make sense, because this is a similar issue he had with Jake Shields. Didn't Jake win that fight? Yeah, but most yeah. people... <laughs> <laughs> Jake, Jake Shields a fucking goat. goat. 
Jake's the coach. <laughs> <laughs> Jake Shields got like twenty good ones, man. <laughs> yeah, Jake. Jake has some good. Jake has some great names on his resume, and all the fights are ugly, but he wins them. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that might be a thing. Willie does. I mean, and I thought that was the one thing that Us- that Usman had over like everybody else that Willie has fought is he. I didn't think it would be this good, this effective, but, like, he has the wrestling. Like, everybody else, whether he has fought as a recent, like, Till's not going for takedowns or doesn't really have, like, great takedown defense. Wonderboy's not a wrestler. Um, Robbie ha- Robbie has good takedown defense, but he, you know, he throws his hands a lot, so he, he leaves himself open to get hit. But, you know, Usman has that wrestling that could match Woodley. So, at most, I thought this would be, like, a stalemate with wrestling and then maybe we'd have some you know sloppy wrestling kickboxing or something like that but yeah um i think it was just the pressure which woodley has always had problems with people who can get in his face but the pressure mixed with the wrestling that he can't he couldn't fend them off yeah bad bad combination uh yeah um but he never even had a chance to throw that right hand mm -mm. Mm-hmm. And the do you think that he does he deserve a rematch? Because I don't I don't think so. And I, I feel bad saying that because the man defended the belt what four times? This would have been fifth. But like this was such a wash that I'm just like I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if you get an immediate rematch off of this like. The UFC is never going to give Tarnwilly another title shot. <laughs> if we want to be real about it. Yeah. They, they, they are not. They are happy he lost. Um, I mean, a fair world, yes. But we don't live in a fair world. And I... I, 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 I was kind of... Like, like, yeah, you... You don't get, like, it's one thing if you lose really quickly. It's another thing if you lose a close decision. It's another thing when you lose realistically. You could have realistically lost, like, 50 to 43 on the scorecards. So, yeah, no, I I don't think he gets a rematch. Yeah, you get, uh, yeah, you you got put to the back of the line. Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it, it. This is another fight where, like, there's not a ton to dissect because it was so one-sided, but it was, it, on Usman's part, it was just a really, that, that's a championship performance. Like, dude I, came out there and, like, I'm I'm taking this belt from you, and there's nothing that you can do about it. Taking the title from the champ. I guess this, <laughs> this begs the question next, then. Um, we, well, we already know the answer to it. Well, who, who, who? who U- Usman and Colby, how how does this fight play out? Uh, hopefully Usman beating the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah, I, I got. I got you know, like, like, what, like watching that fight, like it's like, oh, maybe Colby would have beaten Woodley, you know. But the, seeing the way what Usman did, I think Usman's gonna give Colby the work, and that's yeah. not even coming from a guy like. I'm not like 
hating on Colby or anything either. It was just, just from you know. Yeah, I I think Colby even he because <laughs> the one thing at least Woodley, even though he didn't get to use it, that he always has in his back pocket is that power. Like Colby doesn't even have that. Like he, it's just volume, and we've seen Usman's gas tank. He can go for five rounds, and I I think Usman. I'm willing to bet he's more powerful, probably more athletic. Um, they both don't have like the best stand up, but Usman definitely hits harder. I don't, I don't know, I don't know how Kobe wins this. Um, do Do you think Kobe would have beaten Woodley last night? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's. I, I think so too. Yeah, you know what? I, uh... I feel like it would kind of been the same game plan, like. It would have been the same game plan. I think their fight might have been a bit closer. Well, it, it depends. If <laughs> if Woodley would have threw something, I think he could have beat Kobe. Because I don't think Kobe... I think if Kobe would have won, I don't know if he would have been taking Woodley down so much more than him just, I'm going to sloppily kickbox and lean you against the fence for five rounds. I don't know if he would have been able to ragdoll him as much as Usman did. But he might have won a really ugly, like, split decision that would have left a lot of people's feelings hurt. I, yeah. I, I, I could see that. He, he, he might have won, to be honest. He, he might have won. I think it would have been closer, but, yeah. I, I almost want to give Woodley benefit of the doubt and say, you know what, man? And not to take away from Usman, because he, he gave the blues, um, and there's no disputing that. But, like, you know... Maybe you just had an off night. Maybe you were injured. Because he just didn't throw anything. Like, like maybe this is just him getting old. Because, like, this is how guys like Woodley tend to, like, start to fade. Like, they just stop throwing. Like, the, the holes that they saw before just aren't <laughs> there. And they start reacting slower or not at all. Yeah. It, it was bizarre. Um... It was, I've, I've never seen anything like that. Um, actually, real quick, breaking news. I think Joey's trying to get in on this. Oh, really? I think Joey's alive, ladies and gentlemen. About time. <laughs> um, all right, y'all, let's, let's try to add. So does it mean we'll get Woodley Wonderboy 3? <laughs> <laughs> well, now nah, uh, Wonder Boy's got to get past uh, Pettis, you know, because that's a that's a fight we need. That's, yeah, that's a thing that's going down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we, it might be Pettis Woodley. Um, Joey, are you alive? I'm very upset. I'm I'm very upset. Can you hear me? Yes, okay. we can hear you. Okay. Yeah, I thought we record later. So I was, I was, uh, th- this feels like sabotage to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought I told you, oh, no, I didn't tell you the time. It's not. Oh, God. Bad. Yeah, that was both of our faults. <laughs> this is like some pure ass. <laughs> yeah. uh, right, we're, so. we're still at the very beginning of the car. That's the game plan by me. Yeah. Oh, Stokes is here. No wonder I was fucked up. <laughs> Oh yeah, well, welcome in. Uh, we got we got Joey in the dojo now. My, um, we, my we, we thought, plan. 
We thought you were buried under three feet of snow. Apparently, um, we're getting like a foot and a half, so I, ooh, I gotta. It's, it's gonna be. Yikes. And then I'll probably get a power outage because that's what happens. Uh, and then uh, we will move on. We, I, I will move on with my my week of no power. Uh, what fight are we on? Um. Well, real, real quick. Since you weren't here for the first two, we'll, we'll, we'll let you do your quick recap. Uh, just, you know, fly, fire off some quick thoughts on Joan Smith and, and Usman Woodley. They happened. They were fights that happened. Uh, there's nothing to say about Jones and Smith. Uh, I, I will say that I thought that, like, I'm not holding John Jones responsible for not finishing Anthony Smith. I think John Jones is a carrier when he fights guys who aren't that, that good and where he doesn't feel like a level of, when he doesn't feel a threat, I think he's just like, all right, well, we'll just get this over with five rounds. Like, he did it against Rashad. He did it against OSP. Uh, pretty well. Probably the best, like, the best title performance from a challenger since. The only one that comes to mind is Garbrandt against Cruz. Uh, you know, just he just pretty much did whatever he wanted to. I want to point out that I on this podcast said that I thought he beat both he would beat both Covington and Woodley. So uh point for me on that regard. <laughs> still not still not happy with the welterweight division. Um <clears throat> may it burn. How but, dare you? Uh, I'm dos Santos is fighting next week. Okay, but like I think that we separate that. Like that's not the that's not the welterweight division. That's the violence weight. Like that's where you put all the great like action fighters. They go in one separate, <laughs> and then you have like Woodley, uh, Askren, Usman, Covington, and and I guess we'll, we'll put Gregor Gillespie in there too, even though he's not. He's a he's a light. Oh my god! <laughs> so he's like he's an honorary member of the Sleepy Whip. Oh god, Joey Joey comes in here disrespecting. <laughs> That's vicious. <sighs> What's oh. up? That division, man, I like, that division is like, I just want to throw up. Yeah, you know, I, I you got Anti Cool over here standing for Woodley. I will con <laughs> I, I continue to do so. Standing for Woodley publicly while the rest of us are like, you just, you know. Right, well, Woodley was sticking it to the man for us. Exactly. They hated Woodley, so we had to, had to root for him, because I can't root for the man. <laughs> no, no, nobody nice. roots for the man. Well, I root for my, <laughs> I root for my investment on entertainment and... Uh, I've been robbed many a time. Actually, you know what? I'm glad you just said the word investment because I actually <laughs> did purchase this card like legally. Like I didn't use alternative methods, and I felt pretty good about what I got. See, that's the problem when you say it like that because that opens more <laughs> people to then try to figure out which ones you are alternative methoding. Uh, that's part uh, of the mystery. I bu I bought it too. I bought it too. Yeah. I caved in. I caved in and I bought it. And you you know what fight? Uh, everybody's gonna hate me for this. I'm sorry, um, but this next fight made me feel like I got my sixty-five dollars worth because I just knew that this fight was gonna be shenanigans. I felt it. I didn't know what was gonna happen, but I knew something in this fight was either gonna make me laugh or it was just gonna be craziness. And I got everything that it was gonna. I knew it. Ben Ben Askren and Robbie Lawler. Um, <laughs> Robbie comes in and looks like a stone cold killer, and Askren looks like a frat guy who like used to work out but stopped, but he's still in shape. <laughs> he's like in between the athletic and dad bod. Like he's not full dad bod, but he's almost there. <laughs> but 
Um, yeah, Rob, this... Robbie looked the uh, Robbie looked uh, ripped again. <laughs> he did. He looked. Yeah. He he looked like he was gonna win this early. Like he yeah he he came out. Um, I mean, Askren did what Askren does. We we know his boxing is uh, it's it's not good. He you know, I'm I'm gonna throw yeah, a couple of he... pitter, <laughs> throw, throw some pitter patters at you so I can get a hold of you. I mean, he got a hold of Robbie. He attempted to take down. And then in a strange turn of events, he got, um, I'm pretty sure that was a wrestling slam that Robbie did. Like, it has a name, and I can't think of it. Death Valley Driver, Burning <laughs> Hammer, it's, it's one of those kind of deals. Yeah. <laughs> he, he dropped He dropped Askren with this, this WWE wrestling slam, and then proceeds to pummel Askren. Um, and there was a point where I thought the fight was over, because that ground and pound was just vicious. And, like, Two of those punches like really snapped Askren's head, and I thought it was over. But uh, you know, Herb Herb let him live, so the fight went on. Askren somehow survived, um, managed to get back to his feet. Um, they clinched against the cage. He caught a knee. His face was all bloody. Was not looking too good. And then Askren, I gotta give him all his props, regardless if you thought the fight should have been stopped or not. The man survived the barrage. Got a takedown, like relentlessly went for a takedown, ended up getting it, took Robbie down, and then we have the bulldog choke incident. Um, so I'm pretty sure, listeners, you've probably seen this uh, replay a thousand times. You probably threw your remote out the window or kicked over your TV. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. In real time, I thought Robbie was out because that, I don't know if it was, I think it was his right hand. Whatever that free hand was that, like, you couldn't, well, Herb couldn't see it because he was standing on the other side, but that hand, like, dropped for, like, two seconds, and it he wasn't doing anything. So in that quick little window, I thought he was out. Not gonna lie. Um, but obviously, you know, he, he popped back up right after. But I don't know, man. I, I know people... I saw in my timeline people were piling on Herb. Uh, boy, he was he was catching the rat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad at him for this stoppage. I'm not like because Robbie, like I said, in that quick moment, and it was a very brief window. He wasn't moving. He didn't do anything. Like his hand just dropped and it just sat there. And in that moment that Herb went in, it was just one of those. There's another fight I, I can't think of that i feel like there was something similar that happened but like we've seen this before like dude looks like he goes out for a moment and then he pops back to life real quick now i'm not gonna say i can't say one way or another definitely definitively if he was out but i'm not gonna pile on herb because from the angle he had and looking at robbie's hand that to me looked limp for a second it is what it is man it it, it is what it is i'm sorry now everybody can throw rocks at me because everybody loves Robbie. I love Robbie too, but <laughs> it's—I don't know if it's everybody I, I guess, loves I guess Robbie. I guess it's our job to pile on Herb. Well, I mean, <laughs> no, go for it. Once, once a card. Once <laughs> I feel like once a card, Herb Bean does something that's. I think it's a two-part thing. I think one is the fact that they continually say he's the best ref in MMA, which only like when you make a mistake, I think that it's only natural to get the big blowback from that. And two, it just feels like he does make a mistake every card. Every time I'm on here, there's a Herb Bean related. Yeah, he's the he's the king of referee incidents. Um, 
He really is, isn't he? Like, I'm trying to think, and like, is it because he's on every single fight card ever? Yeah, like that could that could be it. You know, it's just natural. For me, though, it's like, I think I think the main problem is just that Dana White says he's the best referee at MMA, and when you're the best referee, quote unquote, and you make mistakes, and 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 we're, we all make mistakes, but uh, I think when you make mistakes and you have that title, it brings undue, unnecessary, unneeded. Extra attention. So, my my take on that. And it sucks for him too, because I think Herb was at a really uh, bad yeah. angle, because they were so close to the cage, and like Rob, <laughs> Robbie's head was like tucked in. So like I don't know how much of that he really like saw, other than Robbie's hand just kind of like flopped down for a second. I, I don't know. That that was a bad spot to get caught in, but um, sure. I don't know. This, this this fight was shenanigans. It was pure shenanigans. So I haven't been able to see like a clear like photo or um, or uh, angle on like the, the 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 choke. But was the choke even in? Robbie said it wasn't. Now, because I don't know if you guys saw the press conference, but Robbie was up there, and and his interpretation of it was, it was like around his ears, and he said that he couldn't hear Herb Dean, so and obviously he's not looking at him. So when he felt it, he assumed it was Herb grabbing his arm, and he gave it like a thumbs up, and he says Herb Dean didn't see it, I guess or whatever. But he said he was fine. He said it was just a, like a tight squeeze, and he was just like, I'm just gonna stay still because he's gonna burn his arms out on me. So that was his take on it. Uh, Bob Bennett was up there, and I guess he had spoken to Herb Dean, and he said there was no need for a replay because he believes that uh, Robbie was out and then came back, uh, I guess, immediately as soon as this choke was let go. I mean... <laughs> I don't believe I don't believe Bob Bennett, personally. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, I mean, I think his job is to be honest, but also to... <laughs> also to talk honestly about Herb Dean. Bob Bennett also revealed, or kind of revealed, that that he might have thought that that fight needed to be stopped with the ground and pound. Because he did uh, ask Herb Dean about it. So, um, it's, uh, which I personally do think it should have been stopped as well. But Yeah. Because yeah, you can't, getting... for me, you can't talk fighter safety. Like, cause, cause a big part of that was fighter safety. Like he was like, you know, you'd rather stop at a second too early than a second too late, which I understand. But if that's the case, then that fight probably should have been stopped when Lawler was, uh, landing really, really, really strong ground and pound and Askin was like on his stomach. Yeah. And even like for the second where like, for that second after the ground and pound was over and Askin was kind of laying on his back, he looked dead for those first two seconds. Like... <laughs> I don't think he knew what was going on uh, for a while after that, but I mean, yeah, I get it. You, you you basically had two incidents in this fight, you know, the stoppage that should have been a stoppage, and I guess the stoppage that I guess should not have, or no nobody really knows three three sides to a story in this case. I feel like, but I don't know. It's it's one of those. It, <laughs> We said before we started recording, we might have said this in the beginning, like this card gave you the, the best and worst of what MMA is as a sport. These, these are moments that just kind of happen. Like, you just... You just kind of hope they don't happen in a fight of this magnitude. Yeah. 
or or yeah. <laughs> Stokes, I'd like your opinion on this. I know you're you're a degenerate gambler. Uh, how would you feel if you had put money on this <laughs> and this is how it ends? <laughs> Uh, I would have been fine because I would have put money on Askren. <laughs> right, I would have put money yeah. on Askren, even though he was like minus two something. Oh boy! So bad for Robbie. He probably should have won that fight when it should have been stopped, and then I I don't think he was out. You know, so I feel bad oh. for Robbie. I don't know if they will do it. I, I I would like to see a rematch, though. I wouldn't mind them immediately just running this back. Dana said that they would try to book a, they that the rematch would happen, and then Ben Askren was like, yeah, no, I'll pass on that. Yeah, he wants to fight the winner of Darren Till, Jorge Masvidal, <laughs> which suggests to me that he kind of knows who, who he kind of, <laughs> he might be hip to the jive as to who won that fight technically. <laughs> hey, man, I'm not mad at you. Robbie is not a guy I'm jumping at a rematch for. <laughs> what I'm really surprised about is he didn't call out. Uh, well, well, well. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't call out um Usman. I don't think anybody's calling out Usman anytime soon. So yeah, except <laughs> except for one guy whose entire gimmick. I think that... some some smoke you just don't want. <laughs> some some smoke you, uh, just, you just need to avoid. Yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. Perfect. Uh, ben Askren. Um, what a Joey, debut. Joey, What's you think Usman's going to wash Covington? You think Usman's going to wash Covington? You know, we live in the darkest timeline, so Covington might win because it's just like we live in this. Uh, yeah. What did Ross Pearson say? His his, techni- his his insight was like something like this fucking sport's weird. You yeah. never know with this sport, so there you go. Yeah. I just, for me, Usman's been the best welterweight since, like, mid-2017. So, and Colby Covington's point-style uh, clinch fighting is not necessarily in- making me enthusiastic that he can beat Usman. I can't, I, t- I can't take a man seriously who gets boxed up by Damian Maya. That is true in that first round. <laughs> Maya put, he did put pause. All over Colby, man. But um, yeah. I, I, I would like that's the fight I wanted to see like four Maya years ago. Askren. Yeah, I mean, you know, like two guys who. I mean, I'm with it. Two guys who, you know, you just they. What else can you do with them? Like, what are you gonna do with Maya? What are you gonna do with Askin? Just let him go do something. Let him fight one another. <laughs> so is this a good ROI? Let them hug each other to death. Let them listen. Love, you know, MMA needs more love. Oh, what were you going to say? Is this a good ROI for Askren? <laughs> yeah, like if you were, you know, you you traded your mouse. Did you did you get what you... Uh... I mean, to no. be honest, this generated more interest than if Askren had laid on top of Robbie for like... Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like in an odd way, this is a win for the UFC. Regardless if people want to see him win or lose, they're going to watch the next fight. So, I, I guess that's, for now, it's a win. I, I don't know what this says for the long run. Um, but I, I guess for now it's, you know, interest is good. People are talking, so, you know, people are talking means they'll watch. So I, I guess it's a, it's good for now, but we'll, we'll see if the train stays on the tracks. I do not want to see Askren versus Hill or Matt Yeah, that fight not... does nothing for 
It, to yeah. me, that seems like that. Those are like easier wins. Yeah, don't don't do that, Aspen. Don't come over here and do that. See, I don't know if he could beat Till. He could I probably beat. Well, <laughs> I, I think I, I, I'm actually almost like ninety nine percent sure he beats Till. I got to because Robbie because Robbie just throws punches until like I like Till and I want to like him more, but Jesus Christ, he doesn't throw more than two punches around. <laughs> like it's like if he doesn't get the KO shot in a one two, he doesn't know what to do. It's like what, what are you what are you doing? Why are you here? See that's what, the what weird thing. For? Like he would like he can be really versatile with his offense. Like if you watch his fights against a lesser competition, he's really good. And then it's just like ah oh, well we uh And against Woodley he looked so out of his depth. Yeah, so, uh, but I would like on power alone. I would give him a chance. I don't know. I think Till catches him like one time. Somehow Askren survives Ooh. and takes him down, and we get another ugly, <laughs> another ugly fight. But I don't know, man. I guess Askren gonna Askren. So um, that was a fight that happened. So, and... Yeah, I I mean that's a great way to put it. That was a fight that happened. What do you do with Lawler then if you're not doing a rematch? Fun tour, I don't know. A fun yeah. tour. Yeah. Put, put Lawler against some of those violent weight. Fun tour. A fun tour. Give, yeah, give, violent Lawler, give Lawler some of the violent weight fights. I'm thinking <laughs> of a fun tour like Robbie Lawler going to amusement parks, and I think I'd be cool with that series. I think I'd prefer that over like looking for a fight. <laughs> <laughs> is, is Robbie Lawler like joyously riding Rob, first Rob, wheel? Robbie rides the roller coaster with like no emotion on his face because he's not afraid. <laughs> <laughs> they show the pictures at the end of the ride oh and he's just God. staring stone faced. Like, <laughs> I'm just imagining him doing like. Rob- oh God! Go ahead, Stokes. What you got? Uh, I was just gonna say Robbie going to different water slide parks to conquer fear of uh, water. <laughs> oh man to his credit by the way we should give Robbie Lawler a lot of credit like if this happens to somebody else they're still talking about it right now yeah he was at the press conference like oh yeah I'd like to do it again just very calm no blame in the commission didn't put Herb Dean under the bus he, he's a better it's hard man. to dis a better man than you yes <laughs> I'd be so pissed <laughs> Yeah, Robbie yeah. said, like, you know, he's, like, at that point of his career, you know. He... I feel like he just has fun no matter what. And he I don't just, know, he thought that first round was really mad. Oh, you know, beginning Robbie promotion's was... still running high. I, I think he just kind of rolls with the punches at this point. It's kind of, you know, yeah. whatever happens, happens. Um, but, he's got yeah, some I... water boy in him. You know, yeah. very calm and composed until the like the, the snap, and then yeah. he's screeching everywhere. <laughs> I keep picturing Robbie in the water, boy. <laughs> we go, Everything's a devil. Uh, you uh, have you seen like like? Have you seen like that thing where like the Sixers owner like tries to get MB- Joel Embiid to like go down a water slide, but like he's so scared? <laughs> no. I feel like that's what Robbie would be like. 
watch Joel Embiid afraid of. Probably because he's like 6'8", so maybe it looks a lot, you know. I don't know. That's weird. You see a guy like Joel Embiid who looks like he could, like, punch your head and the guy is... off, but he's afraid of a water slide. <laughs> oh, man. Is it because he's so tall and it just it looks different to him? Like, his vantage point is different. Like, it took him, like, 30 minutes to go down. Like, it was hilarious. <laughs> well, like, uh, was there, like, a big pool at the end of it? Like, yeah, like okay, two feet so of water. Maybe he was horrified at the idea of because he's so long and gangly that you know. <laughs> yeah, the sexual yeah. owner was like, uh, "Wait, why are you drowning? Just stand up." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But uh, yeah, man, As Aspirin, uh, you got to win over Lawler. Uh, be a bulldog choke, I guess. Put an asterisk next to it. I, I don't know. <laughs> weird, weird fight. Somebody on Twitter said it best, and I and I, I think that they that this pretty much sums it up. Like, Askren was given the opportunity to kind of get out of a bad spot. Robbie Lawler wasn't. So, at the end of the day, just move on with it. MMA is going to make you mad about something else. Probably. Yeah, and the the next thing MMA makes you mad about are probably a lot worse than what this. Was. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, for it'll sure. Be, it'll be it'll be much worse. Is, uh, is this be, is this uh, Ben's best win of his career? Technically. <laughs> I don't know, man. Carl Amistu is a pretty tough individual. <laughs> <laughs> it's up there. So it's up there with the Limas of the world. I did fight. Um, yeah, he did fight Diego Lima. I would say well, it has to be his best win. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I would say so because he. Yeah, we've never seen him get pummeled this much and have to really, you know, pull this big of a comeback uh, against somebody. I will say this. I'm harsh on commentary. You guys know that. I I was rooting for Dominic Cruz when it sounded like he was going to jump over the table and slap the shit out of Joe Rogan when he kept bringing up that one fight where Askren got beat up and then recovered. And he, and Cruz just very, very, very calmly <laughs> goes, that wasn't Robbie Lawler. And it's like, thank you. There are, There is, in fact, a difference. <laughs> Luis Santos. Yeah, like there is a. Cruz is just like, that's not Robbie Lawler. Oh, yeah. True. Oh, boy. True, 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 true indeed. He's getting oh, a little boy. better. Cruz is getting a little better. Moving on. Moving on. Next fight. Wait, wait, Wei Li Zhang and, and Tisha Torres. Um, I was actually really looking forward to this. Um, I, I love Torres. I've been a fan since Invicta, but I'm fully on the Wei Li. Uh, Zhang hype train. I'm just gonna ride it until it crashes. Um, I didn't realize until they fought that like Tisha Torres was like fighting herself, but somebody who was like four inches taller. Yeah, she she fought like a 2.0 version of herself. <laughs> <laughs> because they they move really similar. A lot of their strikes are kind of similar. The way they attack is is similar, but Zhang has more output um god i don't know where she just i want to know what her workout regimen is like she is just her strength is just kind of weird like she just muscles people like she's got like that Derek lewis like my get up strategy is to just roll you over like it's not really a ton of technique i can just kind of push you (laughs) i can just kind of bully you and make you get off of me um but yeah, it was weird. They 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 fight very similarly. But um, yeah, Zhang I thought just 
much more um, output, great use of body kicks, leg kicks, side kicks. Um, Torres did a good job of landing that right hand, and then she also started throwing her own side kicks. Um, I think what it came really down to is they were, I want to say they were, I don't say even on the feet, um, but what, Zhang just kind of threw more. But I think the grappling is, is pretty much what made a difference because when it came to just grappling and yeah, like she was able to get the better of pretty much like all of those exchanges that they had. Like every time Torres looked like she was about to have an advantage, up oh, Jang, I'm just gonna muscle you over. Let me get my position now, and you know, Torres just couldn't really couldn't really get out of those spots, um, and it was so. It was close on the feet, but Zhang just, like I said, she she, she just threw more. Um, she was able to land more. So that's got to suck for Torres. Like, you really were fighting. Like, you look across the cage and like, man, she she does everything I do. But she's just, she's a little stronger. <laughs> she's, you know, that, that's just got to really suck. But no, I, I knew this fight was going to be really competitive. I was really hyped for it. And uh, I like what I saw from Zhang. The, the, the one thing that worries about her, uh, worries me about her going forward is that I, I do think a lot of her, I, I guess more specific to her grappling, she relies a lot on just, like, brute strength. And I'm I'm wondering at some point, like, if you run into somebody like an Andrade, that you might not be able to just kind of bully around like that. Um, that eventually somebody like that could give her problems. Um but nah, um, good good fight from both. Very competitive, very back and forth. But Zhang just more output, and just that that like superhuman strength she has. Just uh, I think that kind of just got her the win. Oh uh, yeah, no, like just ridiculous. Um, someone pointed out like just ridiculous ability on the lead uh, on her lead side to just those same side counters. <laughs> Um, really mess with like Tisha Torres's timing, her range, um, you know, like yeah, we didn't get to see we didn't get to see the last night. She's also like a better finisher than Torres, like true, like a ridiculously better finisher than Torres. So she has that going for her. Um, like I, I don't know if, if she has what it takes to beat like a Rose Namajunas or um. Jessica Andrade, but like she, she's definitely one of the top five fighters in the division. Like, she, she, she might be China's first real champion in the UFC. Oh, I'm keep, I'm keeping hope alive. I think she can at least make <laughs> it to the fight. I just don't know if I'm not sure if she wins it. Yeah, like, but but she'll have a chance to win it. I think her. She'll just have to, whoever's champ by the time she gets up there, um, she's going to have a real good game plan uh, and, and be able to stick with it all throughout. Yeah. Is she is she China's best fighter right now? Uh, Yes. I can't even, like, name other people, you honestly. Yeah. But that's <laughs> a good argument for me. I mean, there are a couple, like, dudes... Uh, what's the name? Uh, Zedong? Yeah, Song Yudong would be the only guy who I would say could yeah. be on her level. Oh, yeah. 
forgot about him. How could I? Team Alpha Meltdown. <laughs> oh, he was supposed to be on this card, actually. Was he? Yep. Oh, yeah, that sucks. Oh, yeah, he was supposed to fight Perez. Yeah. Ah, so we could have had that. We were robbed. But, yeah, Wait. yeah, you wouldn't get an argument. She probably is the best fighter out of China. Uh, I, you, you wouldn't get an argument from me. I mean, she's definitely going to get to a title shot before any of the rest of them do. <laughs> Song Yudong? Song Yudong or Alejandro? Yeah, Song Yudong. Or Alejandro Perez? <laughs> no, I mean, both. Alejandro Perez. <laughs> well, uh, well Song, Song Yudong I do know is Chinese. Alejandro Perez won't leave the door open. <laughs> uh, One-tenth Chinese. You never know. Maybe he's got to do a 23 and uh, a 23 and me. Uh, I mean, Nate Robinson is like one one eighth Filipino. <laughs> <laughs> real, real quick, shout outs to um, Zhang's uh, translator because he came in quick with the correction. Like, oh no, we're nineteen and one. Oh yeah, he, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just letting him know. You just got some yeah. flex on him. Yeah, he he let that be known. Like, yeah, don't don't um, <laughs> don't shortchange my records. So. And good for Dom Cruz for pointing out that like the importance of kind of. At least attempting to have that bridge over the ability. The uh, speaking of which, easy for me to say, the ability to speak some English to at least have some sort of resonation with your. Yeah, she 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 was trying. My favorite thing about um, like her Instagram is like she tries to post stuff in English. <laughs> So there's just like a there's just like a thing where I, like I met Mr. Bone today and it's just a picture of her and John Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bone Bone or Mr. Bones? <laughs> Mr. Bone. Because isn't Bone. Mr. Bone the pres uh, the the principal from Doug? <laughs> so, so now was <laughs> principal. Oh my god. So now I'm imagining her meeting the 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 yodel. I have to... yeah, there was some episode about him. Forgot it. He was a yoder. Yeah, where he like he went through, like, he, he went to, he got like injured, and they gave him a skateboard, and he turned into like a like a sixteen year old again or yeah. something along those lines. <laughs> now we're reviewing Doug episodes on this thing. Hey man, Doug, Doug was that was a great show. That was a great show. So we, we talked about we talked about Doug. We talked about Hey Arnold. All that's left is. If we got nope. uh, ah real monsters, we could be here. We could I be here was never day. into that. Wow, 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 wow. I watched it, but I wasn't. <laughs> I didn't. I, I didn't have that a was just... cable as a kid. No, you that might have been. Yeah, not a bad thing. It is Mr. <laughs> Bone. <laughs> <laughs> I looked it up. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what Mr. Bones' capacity would be in the UFC. He'd probably be like, uh, he'd be Burt Watson. So he's the head of fighter. Uh, <laughs> put your yeah, resume. He, I don't. On... I don't think he would be a fighter. He would definitely be more of a promoter. Yeah. Put your resume on Monster.com, Mr. <laughs> Bone, and you can get yourself a Vegas gig. Uh, <laughs> honestly, the before we lose completely lose track, the only thing I would say is I think Wiley Zhang gets hit a little bit too much for my liking, and she doesn't respond. Like, when she gets hit, like, she tends to... Because I think Tisha Torres did hurt her at one point. And I know that Danielle Taylor wobbled her at one point. So in two of her three UFC fights, I've seen her kind of stunned, I guess. 
and 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 I'm cool with that. Like I, I think that you need to see prospects get hurt. You need to see how they respond to getting, you know. Imagine if we could have seen how Cody Garbrandt responded to getting hurt early in his career, so we could have had a clearer picture of him. But we're uh, one fight away. Well, we're gonna get there. Uh, well, <laughs> technically, we're two fights back on that. Um, but but I I like Zhang a lot. There's no reason to rush her. They're talking like top five and. I get it because she's really good, but like you've got Tatiana Suarez and you've got uh, um, Andrade. Well, not on. Oh, yeah, Andrade fighting for the title. Yeah, Cynthia Calvillo and like, there's no reason to rush this. Uh, take some time. Take some time with her. Let her work on some stuff. There's no pressure here. You know, I know that it's MMA to like immediately shoot every prospect into like a top fiver, but I think. She's good. She's good. She's really good. And Tisha Torres, I like, woof, man. Uh, she's so apprehensive. Like, I, I think that that's a big, like, I think she can win some, like, so many exchanges if she was a little bit more assertive. But she seems to almost be like, no MMA fighter is timid, so I don't want to use that term, but. Risk averse? That, that's a better way to put it. Like she's she's on a she's on a tough skid too. I mean, you fought you went from Andras to Young Jacek to Zhang like Zhang and that is a that is a mean stretch. What's the what's the term I would really prefer? Mm-hmm. Um, I think risk averse works. I think um, because you don't want to be like somebody scared to fight because they're fighting professionally for their like whole lives. So that's absolutely not a proper term. It's, I, I might get blasted. She gets discouraged comparison. quickly. She. This might be completely off basis. I might get blamed want... for this and thrown off the podcast forever. I mean, you already defended Herb Dean, so you're you're already <laughs> gone. We've already replaced she... you with Mr. Bone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why this just like randomly popped in my head, but like she. The way she fights reminds me of like the second half of like uh, Bendo's career. Like he he seems not like his his belt well his belt has run as of his last two fights have been pretty good but like I feel like he hit a stretch where like we know the talents there we know what he can do but he goes in there sometimes and he just looks kind of flat yeah like. He'll, he'll have good moments, but you're just kind of spending the entire fight just waiting like, all right, when is he going to, when's this, the switch going to flip? And it just kind of never really happens. And I feel like Torres kind of has the same problems. Now, albeit for Torres lately, I mean, going from Andrade to Young JTAC to Zhang, like that's kind of a murderer's role. I, I feel for you. And yeah, I, I, w- I wouldn't encourage you to turn it up against Andrade. You, you find another way. <laughs> Which she did, like, well, for like the first round and a half, she was holding her own, but then Andrade is just such a storm of offense that she kind of got yeah. drowned. Mm-hmm. She got drowned like Joel Embiid, apparently, in a swimming pool, guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, she, yeah, this, she's just on a really, really tough stretch. But I think you're right with Zhang, like, as much as I do want to see her, like, fight for a title... This is one of those divisions that it has enough talent that you don't have to necessarily like, oh, we have to push it to the top because we have nobody else. Like, there are other names that she can fight on her way to the title. That'll still give her, you know, a tough out so we can 
see more of her game, see us see how see how she responds to different situations. Mm-hmm. But um, you, you got Courtney Casey, you got Angela Hill, you got uh, what's the name of the woman who fought? You got Nina Ansaroff, you got uh, where's Carolina been? What's she been doing? She's fighting two weeks. Oh yeah, three she weeks? does have a fight. Yeah, she does have a fight coming up. Yeah, but yeah. There, there, there are people. There, there are bodies there that that she can fight in, and and still build up towards the title shot. But good performance for her nonetheless. Um, yeah, like as you said, she she continues probably to be China's best hope for a for for a title. Yeah, like shot. you've got one shot probably to pop this market with a champion. You you, you probably don't want to fuck that up. Yeah, <laughs> and when she becomes <laughs> champion, you, you would hope she can ride that wave for a while, but. I don't know. We'll 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 see. But um, Lord, this next fight. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> oh man, Stokes has to be on for this. Yeah, it didn't happen. Um, it didn't it's happen. Like, it's like sitting in a meeting where they discuss like how your parents died. Like if they had Batman sitting there while they're talking about. <laughs> like they got Bruce Wayne sitting there while they're talking about where the bullets entered oh, in. Like, well, and rounding... gets to be on here too, so he's gonna like you know he's Cody. gonna spike this fucking football for all it's worth. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> round, round it, rounding Cody. out the main card. Oh yeah, this this <laughs> rounding out the main card. <laughs> Cody Garbrandt and uh, Pedro Munoz. Uh, I mean, we um, me and Anakul said this on this podcast, and the times we discussed this fight, like in brief. Like Munoz winning this fight was not far fetched at all. There was a, a definitely a chance he could win. I didn't think it would <laughs> look like this though. <laughs> uh, like you know what's bad is I'm not even like a Cody fan, and I was mad at this. Like, <laughs> like I just I don't like seeing people who I think are extremely talented just kind of. Give up? Not. I can't even say give up. Jesus. They they get him. They just. (laughs) I don't think it was. I don't think he gave up. I think he tried too hard, actually. (laughs) Like he he gets in his own way, and it's like he does not know how to. Ah, it's it's frustrating. Just like as a a fight fan in general, like I'm not a, a super fan of him, but just as a fight fan, I'm watching him. Like, dude, you're you're so much better than this. Like it's <laughs> like why are you doing this to yourself? Like um, he is the most insecure fighter <laughs> since like Rumble. Like it's astonishing how little he learns from like previous lessons. And like the, the worst part about it is like you, you like you see like he seems to say all the right things. You know what I mean? Like after the Cody, like after the first TJ loss, he's like, "I'm gonna learn from this." Like almost immediately, like he's walking in the like. There's video of him like walking towards the back. He's like, "I'm gonna learn from this. I'm gonna grow from this. I'm gonna be better." And he goes out and gets knocked out in the exact same way. And then he gives an interview earlier this week where he's like, <laughs> "Oh, like after the first loss, I was like, oh, I'm gonna have like a GSP career where I come back and I I, I get the win. I I get my rematch. I get my win." And he was like, after the second loss, he's like, oh, I'm going to have a DC style career where I'm going to move up and, like, get a title that way and, like, rebuild myself that way. And he's just like, no. My di- like, you're out here. <laughs> and it's the exact same punch. Like, what's bad is I thought he started off decent. 
like, you know, he, he was picking his shots. He wasn't being reckless. Um, he, had, he had his little showboating moment, which I actually don't even really mind that from him. Um, I think he needs that. Yeah, like, it, it, it works. And I'm like, all right, this this could be a, 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 a fun little, you know, kickboxing, you know, matchup. You know, we'll, we'll see if it eventually goes to the ground. You know, Pedro tried the uh, the heel hook, got out of it. And they're standing and, you know, trading. And I'm like, you know, M- Munoz is a, a decent striker. Like, uh, he's not, you can't just have disregard for his hands, as we saw. But I'm like, you know, Cody's got the speed advantage. I think his technique's a, a bit cleaner. Um, like, if he just fights smart, he can win this. Like, pick your shots. You don't necessarily have to go for a kill shot. Just let it happen. Like, you have him in speed. You should be throw able your to win entire potty into a punch. You have, to throw your, <laughs> you have to take your eyes off your opponent, throw your entire body into the punch, and then eat the entirety of the other punch coming back at you. That's... And you know what? Like, I, when, when, the, when the ending flurry first started, I was like, you know what? I get it. All right, it's a moment. Y'all are just standing and trading. But there was a moment where Cody, Cody landed some really good like strikes in that exchange, but he landed like a couple of like clean rights, and Pedro just kind of ate him. Like I mean, he stumbled, but it wasn't like oh I'm I'm really hurt. I'm about to get knocked out. So I was like after those first couple of hits, and then like Cody had did like that little flying knee or jumping knee. I was like after that you needed to back off. Because clearly he wasn't going down. Like, he could take what you were throwing at him. So, you know, do, do your little jump knee. Go back in the center of the cage. Reset. Let's let's do this over. Let's let's start over. But, nope. Cody, Cody gonna Cody. Um, he just... <laughs> you know what was bad? Like, the... the... He, he gets caught. They, they go in this flurry. We, we saw how it ended. He, he gets... He catch, he catches a, I think it was a right to the jaw. He fell the exact same way he did in the TJ fight. Like, his, like his body motion, like, fell the exact same way. And if you notice, when they were throwing the, when they were throwing bombs in that last exchange, at least when Pedro is throwing and just kind of winging shots, his head is, like, pointed downward. He wasn't even really looking. Like, he just kind of throw the overhand right, and I'm literally ducking my face down. Not Cody. Nope. Cody don't do that. Head right in the air. Right there. Just catch me. Just right on the chin. Just catch me. And it was just, it was PTSD from TJ all over again. Like, <laughs> yeah, the man doesn't learn. He, he, I'm worried about him now. Like, I'm, I'm worried. Like, we're, the next time we see Cody, you're going to be on, like, a fight pass prelim fighting... Eddie Wineland, I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> does Eddie Wineland still fight? I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I feel like the next time we see Cody, it's, it's going to be sad. Because we're gonna be like, oh man, this was a guy who, you know, was a champ and fighting in title fights. And now he's on like a fight pass prelim fighting like some new undefeated prospect. If he doesn't like get his act together. Oh, man. Yikes. But great win for Pedro, though. Great, great yeah, win I'm for sorry, Pedro. Stoke. I'm sorry you had to sit here and hear that. Yeah, very sad. 
But very good tough. on Pedro. That's a, a big name on your resume. Um, he showed that he's very well-rounded. And you got to respect the hands. Um, you got to respect the hands. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't got nothing else. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't got nothing else. 27-year-old or whatever. This 27-year-old or whatever that have all this athletic ability and it almost seems like he's already peaked. Like, it doesn't seem like it's going to get better from here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It so, makes me sad, man. <laughs> it, like, it, it, that's, like, he has all the potential in the world. Like, he's one of the best athletes in the UFC. He's got some of the quickest hands in the UFC. Like, I, I, it's all mental. Yeah. Oof, TJ, I mean, TJ, TJ ruined him. Honestly, does Cody have a kid? Yes. Yeah. Yes. God, I was hoping he. You need that Cerrone motivation, man. You. <laughs> <laughs> what if? What? What if? What if? What if Cody Garbrandt is just like? I have no nice way to. I'm trying to think of a nice way. What if Cody Garbrandt is like my. What's up? What's what did you what did you say? I think oh, my what did you say? You, you cut you cut, you cut out on my end. I didn't hear what you said. Oh, I said what if like what if Cody Garbrandt is just like fighting wise is just Mike Perry with like a community college degree. <laughs> like, I mean, he beat Cruz. Be he beat Cruz though. He beat Cruz. But like though. I, you know, I had a lot of people say that he did beat Cruz, but like Cruz. He had been training to fight Cruz for like 13 years. <laughs> like when he stepped in the every team alpha male guy who steps in the gym is like, this is how you're going to be Dominic Cruz. And it's he like... might be Mike Prey with a community college. Like he's Mike Prey with a community college degree and he had a scholarship. Like, yeah, there's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> he got a Pell Grant. Yeah. Like... Oh my God. But I mean, shout, out like... to Pell. shout out to Pell Grant. <laughs> but I mean, like... Like Chris Weidman, like from the day Chris Weidman was about three fights into his career, they were already preparing him to fight Anderson Silva because they thought he could reach that level. So, and and Cody Garbrandt's a great fighter. Like, there's a lot of things that he does really, really well. But, like I said, he gets gotten to real quickly, and like when he gets hit, his survival instinct is so. Because I don't think it's a chin problem. Like, everybody, like, he gets rocked. Pedro Munoz hits pretty hard. Uh, like, he gets hurt, and then it's like everything goes out the window, and he has to knock them out in return. And, I, I, like, I don't know what to say anymore. I, I personally, like, I remember being on here and talking about how UFC 227 was, like, a cash out. And I think that they did cash out on him then. I think that they cashed out on Garbrandt. I think there were some problems behind the scenes from, like, what I had heard. Uh, and they cashed out on him, and maybe they were right to do that. I will admit that I missed the ending of this fight because Pedro Munoz rocks Cody Garbrandt, and he goes for that fucking guillotine. Yeah, and I, <laughs> and I laughed so hard. <laughs> because like, he's flopping to his Cody Garbrandt's flopping. And Munoz is desperately trying to grab his fucking neck. And I'm just like, you got your finisher move. You have to win with this. <laughs> you got to hit the spot. You got, yeah, like, 
It's like when they botch and they run it over again. Hey, man, is, is it a Mortal Kombat win if you don't do your fatality? You know, I, you know what? That's true. That's true. It's just, <laughs> it's just like, you got him. If you drop ground to pound, you end the fight there, probably. But he's like, nah, man, I gotta get this fucking guillotine real quick. <laughs> it's like Tony Hawk. He's gotta hit his one special to get the, uh... He wants to complete the level, so he's gotta get that one, like, hit off the railing and then bounce through the window kind of deal. Yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, Anti Cool, by the way, pointed out that this was supposed to be John fucking Lineker. God damn. <laughs> Yikes. Boy, would've... that would have. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, he might, he might not have had a head. Like, it might have just gotten lifted off of his shoulders. And it's like, if you created a fighter, like if you drew up a fighter for 135, it would probably look a little a bit like Garbrandt in terms of skill and because he can wrestle he can punch it's like he's got really good kicks which I think kind of have fallen by the wayside a little bit oh boy either cook mentally or you know and, and again it is worth pointing out I think he has neck problems as well or his back problems back problems those don't back get any better like necks backs and knees don't improve so you definitely got a neck problem after that case. Okay. You know, that's rude. Stokes is right there. <laughs> apologize to him. <laughs> I'm just saying. God. I, I... What, got, what do you... They got, like, they got like a 50k bonus. So I guess it... I mean, it's, it hurts really bad, but I guess it softens the fall a little bit. And they were talking, Dana was talking in the press conference, like, they kind of know what he is. Because he was like, that kid's all action. And it's like, you've officially become the action fighter. Like, when you become the action fighter, that means that the big aspirations for you are kind of gone. But, I mean, the, you know, if they're still relining, the good thing about an action fighter is you, you'll have a job. Oh, no, Cody Garbrandt will be employed, I think. Yeah. Guys like Cody don't go out of business. I'm so... <laughs> That's a good way to put it, but yeah. I just like, but, this um, division is getting so much deeper. I don't know, like there's like, nowhere to Co hide. Co it. Cody was, Cody ahead, was like getting, Cody was getting like his own ten second like commercial on ESPN, like by himself. Like they were yeah. trying to hype him up, like, oh, like it just hurts. Like, oh, it's very yeah. It's that's so a good. It's frustrating. That's a good point though. You 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 can't hide him in this division. Like this is. It's not as deep as lightweight, but it's lightweight esque, and that even guys like outside of, you know, your top ten, top fifteen, they're still pretty good. Like, and it seems like know. everybody hits hard nowadays. Right, like this division's in kind of yeah. like, it's in a renaissance. Could you? Oh my god, could you imagine him and Peter Yan? Oh god, no, thank you. <laughs> no, you know what? You got to do it. Yeah. Missing all the episode, for missing all the podcasts. You have to. Now we're gonna book it. <laughs> Uh, no, I think Jan called out Munoz. Uh, I think I'm pretty sure I saw that on Twitter. Um, oh, hey man, I mean, good good for Munoz though. This this is a nice like high profile win to to get people talking about you. Yeah, this is the um, yeah this is the kind of win that Munoz gets, and then he shows up his next fight, and it's just like, are you fucking kidding me, guy? Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I just can't. I'm thinking about it now. I cannot fucking believe he went for the guillotine. <laughs> <laughs> there was no angle it was like Garbrandt was leaning on his chest and he was trying to figure out how to snag his finishing hold 
This, this business is all about branding. He has a brand to maintain. I just can't believe it. <laughs> next, next slide, he'll land it. It would be like if Paul Harris knocked somebody out and was still going for the heel hook. I, I like Pedro Munoz, though. You know what? They should do Cody Duke and what? Fuck him. Ah, uh, poor... That's not Pedro Munoz's fault. Who do who do you give Munoz after this? Do 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 you do the do you do the yawn call out? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. I like that. I got I, Cody though. I, I, I kind of felt bad for. Uh, I kind of felt bad for Munoz in that case. Cause he just beat the former champion of the division. He was the guy nobody wants to fight. Hmm. Hey man, hard knock life. I guess Wait. you could do. Because, like, well, realistically, who who else can he fight? I mean... Or do you do Munoz, Lineker? That's interesting. You can't you can't do a... You can't do uh, Hoffa Sunsau because he already lost to him. Mm. Although you can run it back, I guess, if you wanted to. But I mean... My <laughs> guess is the UFC is going to be like, we just got rid of this Sunsau problem and we're not rushing it back in there. I guess <laughs> I guess they could do Sterling. Could you could I don't know I feel like though Sterling wants uh, he wants the name names I feel like now I don't know if you still give them to him but guy what were you gonna say Stones? I was like how do, how would Cody and the Sunsaw play out since the Sunsaw doesn't really have like that much power. Hmm. Sun Sal is a lot craftier than people give him credit for. Yeah, Sun Sal is harder than, than yeah. Than I, that, than... I think a Sun Sal wins a frustrating fight. Like if Cody's just going to give a... you his chin, I don't think you need to hit that hard. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. True. I think it's a. It'll be another one of those fights where it's like, man, Cody could have won this, but he didn't do X Y X Y. It'll be another. <laughs> I one mean, where where you say that and Anti Cool just laughs about it. <laughs> That's like, I mean, if you look at a Sun South record, he's beaten a lot of good people. He just never got, you know, it was like he could have won 80 fights in a row and the UFC was never going to try to make you care about him. Right. I feel um, like Cody needs a very true. It's a weird thing because, like, when the UFC starts paying guys a certain amount of money, they don't have an investment in rebuilding them. Like, Frank Mir for a while, it was like, well, why is Frank Mir fighting all these name fighters? And it was because he was getting paid so much that they were like, he's a name and we're paying him a lot of money, so we're not going to give him easy matchups. Like he's going to get, he's going to get who he, he's going to get, you know, other high priced, high profile guys. So I know Cody makes a pretty decent amount of money. I, I don't know if they would be interested in rebuilding him, and I don't know who you could rebuild him with. Like my first thought was probably Luke Saunders, but like. <laughs> Can you trust him to beat a guy like Luke Saunders? Matt, this is a coin can flip. Luke can, can, can Luke Saunders Andre trust Su- himself? Sukumtot, I think you can trust. Andre Sukumtot, yeah. yeah. Um, he needs think, to fight one I of saw these the guys. I think Cody made. <laughs> Go ahead. Actually, no, I was just I like I was just gonna say Cody made like a hundred thirty k to fight. Mm. Huh. I feel pretty comfortable going home to that. But you're not gonna put a dude who makes 150 for the on like a fight pass prelim. You know what I mean? I was gonna say I like Cody yeah. Duke. 
Luke has some of the worst luck ever, and Cody also has some of the worst luck ever. Yeah, so you know it'd be just like the Luke Burrell fight, where it's like who, who luck <laughs> that, runs out that's... first. <laughs> oh man, battle of, the, battle of the summer schools. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> yeah, that's the sort of fight where the lights basically. turn out, and when they come back on, everybody's knocked out. You don't know who won, <laughs> <laughs> but. That that was, no, they're, that both, was Munoz. they're both knocked out, and you don't know who won. <laughs> yeah, it's just you gotta. Yeah. The referee is the winner. Herb Dean leaves as the winner. There you go. <laughs> and then he gets a belt. He gets a belt from it somehow. And then Sensei comes on here and talks about how great Herb Dean is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll shoot. Him I'm surprised we didn't go. I'm surprised we didn't. I'm surprised we didn't go in on Herb even more. <laughs> Because Sensei killed it off the bat. He was just like, I think it was, I under, I'm not mad at her. So it's like, I mean, you can't be mad if Sensei's not mad. Because it was just like, <laughs> it was one of those, like, I understand why people were mad. But I, I feel like, I feel like you're being disingenuous. If you, you can't say in real time that you would have 100% known what happened in that moment. Like, it was one of those that, like, I can't really, I'm not going, I'm not going, and he's caught in enough punishment. I don't want to pile on the poor guy. My only I mean, point no. of con- my only major point of contention is there is like a time gap between when Robbie Lawler's arm drops and then Herb Dean actually stops it. And I think if you if you have that much time, you have to have a better view of the situation. I think Herb's problem, which he he seems to get caught in a lot, is like he he has like this this little window where he needs to make a decision, and like his brain just kind of freezes, and then by the time he snaps back out of it, it's like oh. I missed it. Can't I be. Guess I shouldn't do that. You can't be the Cody Garbrandt <laughs> refereeing. Yeah, yeah, can't do that. But that was uh, that was Munoz Garbrandt. Um, <laughs> just what a fight. Just what struggling mentally with what a what a fight. I just don't know what you do oh. with Cody, and I don't know like you pray for him. That's you can pray for him. <laughs> he's not gonna he's not gonna leave his man. gym. He's not gonna leave those guys, and like. Would that even help him? Like, yeah, I don't. Yeah, he's one of those guys that I don't think the gym is the problem. It's, yeah. it's the the gym is not going to fix the problem that he has. It's, I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> I, I, I I want him to bounce back. But like I, like I said, I'm not like a huge Cody fan, but like he's he's super talented. I, I just I want the guy to bounce. Back. Yeah, the, look, the division is better if he's better. Like yeah. it's just one of those situations where you, you want a guy to be good because it makes MMA better. So. Right, so we'll we'll we'll, we'll see. What was, great what one was for, the main uh, event prelim? I don't even remember. Well, now that you said, <laughs> moving on to the ESPN prelims, which were headlined by uh, the reincarnation of Mr. Abe Lincoln, Zabit, Magomed Sharapov, and Jeremy uh, Stevens. Um, yeah, this was a uh, a fun. I got what I wanted out of this fight. I thought it was going to be a, a, a smidgen more violent, <laughs> but um, no, nah, this this was is as entertaining as I hoped it would be. Um, boy, does the beat like just? I feel like his calves have to hurt because he just doesn't stop moving. Like he's always bouncing off of his feet and moving and just like, like he just never really sits still. <laughs> like he's just always bouncing around and doing something. But um. I wasn't surprised how this fight went because I don't know, man. Stevens, Stevens is talented. 
but he's he's one of those guys I think we've at this point in his career we kind of know what he is. It's like if if you can't if he can't get you to brawl with him, or if he can't pressure you, pressure you and catch you with a power shot, he doesn't really have any other. Like Jeremy doesn't go in with some like immaculate game plan. Like it's just kind of I need to get the knockout, and if I can't get the knockout, then there's no other, there's no recourse. And Zabit, you know, the dude is just creativity through the roof. Um, knows how to use his his lanky frame. Um, as we saw in this fight, a lot of footwork just. Every time Stevens was plotting forward, he's circling around, circling back, just always moving and just getting out of the way, not letting Stevens, not being a sitting target so Stevens can plant his feet and just drop a bomb on him. Um, and then, like, Zabitis is kind of frustrating, I'd imagine, fighting him because as much as he can do on the feet, out of nowhere, he, he hits you with a grapple and he's just as good, you know, on the ground. And you, you got to respect that part of his game also, that it's just like he's. Zabit can, like, do everything. And I, I posted this on Twitter. I, I don't think Zabit is unbeatable. I don't get, like, that aura from him. But he just has so much in his toolbox that it's like, I have to worry about everything from this guy. Like, strikes are creative coming from all kind of angles. He's jumping off cages and throwing kicks. And then if he grapples me, he has this super lanky frame. So, if you know, if he gets on my back, that's a whole nother issue. He just has so much that he can throw out there. And I think that Stevens just, like I said, if Stevens can't really get a KO, there's no, he doesn't have some immaculate game plan really to to, to win a decision. So Zabit just kind of needs to continue to do what he's doing what he's doing and just survive. Though I will say in this fight, I think Zabit, I worry about him going five rounds in a championship fight if he makes it to that. Because I, I do feel like in that third round, but he was looking at that clock kind of early. <laughs> like I, <laughs> we were only about a minute into the like third round, and he was like, <laughs> "Right, <laughs> he, he's already looking up, like, oh, we're still doing this." So I, I worry about his um endurance. Like, if he fights somebody that can, you know, put pressure on him and and like maybe equal his output and not be so stifled by his offense, that he he might have some problems fighting like the elite of that division, but. I mean, still great performance from him. We fighting around. I think Stevens was ranked like number six, something like that. Um, so still a, a great win against the top guy. He gave him just a, a, a over just output of offense, just very creative. And then throw that in there with the grappling. You know, Stevens just didn't could never really get comfortable and just do anything. He he just he never got a chance to land that power shot that he wanted. Megamet Sharapov, to me, is kind of really inefficient as a striker. Because he, he, he doesn't really have much that he can do on the inside. So anytime you try to collapse the pocket on him, you he will just, he, he bolts. Like, not like Alexander Gustafson, like, I'm going to straight up just run away bolt. Like, he... <laughs> Like he 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 moves his feet. Well, he circles out and he takes like five or six steps. And in reality, he only really needs to take like a like two or three. And I think that's 
part of the reason he gets tired so quickly. It's just he moves around so damn much. Like, I, I think he'd be better off if he would go to clinch more, maybe fight for the takedown a bit more. But, um, but like, this was a great performance. Don't get me wrong. This is his best win to date. But par- part of it is just like Jeremy Stevens, while a good test, kind of has a lot, like a lot of things where like, all right, he loads up on every punch he throws before he throws it. That gives a, a fast guy like Magomed Sharapov with a really long frame the ability to tag him and then just bounce before Stevens is um, can really do anything about it. Um, I, I'd also like to see his next opponent throw more to his body. Just because I, I feel like he has like one of those Moicano bodies where like he's so damn long. If you hit him there, it's just gonna hurt him. There's not much protecting that core. Um, yeah, I want to. I want to see him wrestle more. That's what I really want to see from him. Just as I, I don't like somebody like Volkanovski who is going to march him down, and. Who's going to be difficult to take down? I just want to see him. I just want to see that he's able to beat somebody like that. Any other thoughts? Hello. <laughs> Not really. Everybody quiet. Uh, uh, um. <laughs> uh, great performance by Zabit. Uh, I really like him. I think. I don't know. I feel like it's pretty safe to say that he will probably fight for a title one day. Will he win it? I don't know, but I don't know. I, yeah, I just want to see him keep climbing up the ranks. Maybe fights. I don't know. Maybe fight someone like Aldo next, or there's someone up there. Maybe not top five, but like top ten, I guess. Did Joey leave? <laughs> oh. Joey love Joey. Oh. I think uh Yeah, I think Joey left. We lost Joey. <clears throat> the snow got All something. Right. Yeah, uh he got buried. We'll uh oh. <laughs> RIP. We'll find a way to get him back. But um yeah, yeah, I agree. Um it's a beat. Uh, yeah, I would like to see him get. I mean, that that's another division. Like there are a lot of bodies in that division, so I don't think you necessarily have to rush him to the top. But I mean, albeit from here, it's, it's never, it's not getting easier. Um, but yeah, I think he does have he does have flaws in his game, but he is so well rounded that I, I guess up till now he can get away with it. But I do agree. I think he should use his grappling more. I think it's like deceptively good. Cause he's just he's so good on the feet that I think guys just think like oh he's just gonna he's just gonna strike from range and you know I don't think a lot of guys even think about it like even for me when he did that takedown against Stevens I wasn't even my mind wasn't even thinking about takedowns like I wasn't even thinking that was something he was gonna do and he just kind of shot in on him and got it um so yeah but but I, I would like to see him against like you said a guy who 
will put pressure on him, who won't wilt so fast, um, to see how he responds to somebody like that, especially over the course of make, make it a grueling fight to see how his his gas tank will hold up. Um, oh, Joey said his laptop crashed. Uh... <laughs> he's trying. He's trying to come back. He's trying to come back. But um, yeah, Zabit though, great great performance, man. Dude continues to impress. Um, just very just creative striking overall just super well-rounded um yeah i, I agree he'll he'll be in a title shot at, at some point if he wins it that's another story but he, he's definitely going to get there the dude is extremely talented um <laughs> this next fight which lasted all of uh 36 seconds johnny walker and misha Serkinov. um I mean, all that happened in this fight was Johnny came out, did a lot of movement, bouncing around, circling off through a leg kick. Two seconds later, flying knee to the face. Circling off falls, <laughs> catches the ground and pound. And then Johnny Walker does a salute, falls into the ground to do the worm, and dislocates his shoulder. Um, <laughs> Legend. <laughs> Legendary. <laughs> like, that is the most UFC... No, no, that's the most MMA thing to, like, ever happen. <laughs> in, like, the course of, like, a minute. <laughs> it doesn't get more MMA than that. Like, a guy scores a spectacular <laughs> knockout and then just injures him, though. Like, is this worse than Tony? Oh. I'm gonna say yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, this is worse. This is worse. It was bad because like when he first fell and he was laying down, I was like, oh, he's just soaking the moment in. And then he didn't get up for like 20 seconds. And I was like, oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, don't tell me you really. See, I looked away oh. right after the knockout. And like, I looked back and I saw the guy in the front. I'm like, oh, God damn, I guess what's his name is really still hurt. Um, Zirkanov is really hurt. And I just and I look closer. I'm like, holy shit, that's fucking <laughs> that's Johnny Walker. What happened to him? He just won. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, luckily, I, I guess cause I'm assuming it was just a dislocated shoulder. Um, not not not. You know, obviously, every any injury sucks, but it's not it's not a death blow. You know. I don't think because this is, he's fought he fought like a month ago, right? I want to say the last time we saw him, he, he had a pretty quick turnaround. So I don't know, maybe with a dislocated shoulder, he's, he's probably not going to fight an, a, again in a month from now. Um, but like I, I think he'll be okay. Just, Just pop you know. it back in. You'll be good. Yeah, pop. Yeah, pop it back in. Throw some ice on it. Uh, maybe <laughs> just uh, work on your worm technique. I think you just hit the ground a little too hard, <laughs> a little too, a little too aggressive. <laughs> ask, um, ask Scotty too hotty for some lessons. Yeah, yeah, you gotta, you gotta go to the, uh, to the, the OGs of the worm. <laughs> let, let them give you some advice. <laughs> but um, all right, so he's got wins over Enrique da Silva, Khalil Roundtree, Ledet, and Serkinov, who was ranked. I can't remember what number, but I know he was. He was ranked 14. All right, so who who, who would we like to see uh, see Walker against next? I say give him like. Oh, 
not sure he's good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> give him Gustafson, man. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Just do, give him Gustafson. Do you just keep giving him these dudes who he is just straight up more athletic? Then, because I mean, that, to be honest, that's, that's most of the division. Yeah. But, there aren't many guys up there who are probably better athletes than him. Like, do you just hide like any potential? Like, do you just continue with like like give him guys like Misha Serkinov or um I don't know like a Jimmy Manua or somebody who he can probably get out of there really quick, get him a title shot and just bank on him being a good fighter. Like <laughs> that, that would suck, man. If like he does, you know. His next like two fights, he just keeps flatlining guys. Gets to a fight with like John Jones, if you know Jones is still there, and then he just like lays a and a complete egg, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he goes in there just look like he has no business even being in the same arena. But yeah, it's weird though, because like I said, we don't we don't know what Johnny Walker is, like. This just doesn't show like being a really good athlete in this division is like a cheat code. Cause <laughs> Walker's just out here exploiting the fact that everybody else is just super slow. Like that, <laughs> that, that Misha Serkinov front kick, I'm going to step in and grab the clinch maneuver that he was going for right before uh, Walker just decided that the fight was going to be over. Like, he he's barely Yoel like Romero. Like, it's he sees the fight in slow motion. And he's able to react, but that's in large part because the guys he's fighting are just really slow. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to pull up the rankings on my phone. Glover Teixeira. No, I don't want to see old guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> might, like he could go in there and realistically probably do the same thing to Vulcan Uzdemir. Well, Vulcan's got uh, he's got Reyes next. Yeah. Like, uh, how about uh, Latifi? What's Latifi doing? Mm, I don't think he has a fight lined up. Yeah. He's coming off that loss to Corey, I think. Ah, huh, Corey would be a good one. Like, yeah, but like, do you like, do you really want to risk the excited yeah. Brazilian against Corey? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and loses a, a three round decision where he just got leaned on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I think he could put Corey away though. I'm pretty confident he he could take that fight. It would suck if he's one of those guys that like completely gasses after the first round. And like, <laughs> like he just relies on all of this like athletic freakishness, and that disappears after the first round, and then he just sits there. Because that's how these things go. I'm going to say he is that guy. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that. Yeah, this. It's weird. Yeah, I'm interested to see who they match him up. To be honest, I would not be mad at the Gus match after what Gus did against Jones. Gus put a bad taste in my mouth. And, um, <laughs> right. No, I'm not happy with Gus. Oh, <laughs> I'm not happy with Gus at all. I don't know. We'll see, though. Like, Johnny Walker is just going to remain a mystery because we just, I mean, we know the dude obviously hits hard. He's freakishly athletic. 
But um, yeah, we we still don't know what he is, but he keeps winning, and at this point, that's that's all that matters. So it's crazy how uh, short it takes for you to make like a name for yourself at like a light heavyweight, because like Volkan <laughs> came out, came in, got a title shot in like less than a year. Anthony Smith comes in, just blitzes through what's left of the division in like eight months and gets a title shot. Um, Diago Santos is about to get a title shot, and he's been, he's only been in the division since like August. Um, I like friggin' Johnny Walker might have a title shot by the end of the summer. I mean, and John Jones did say he wants he wants to be active this year, like he wants to fight more. So I don't know. We we, we could I potentially think, see like uh, jump jump. I think uh, Dana said in the press conference it's gonna be Jones and Tiago Santos. Yep. See that that's worth sixty dollars. I mean, to be honest, like these next three fights kind of line themselves up. Like you got Jones Santos. If if Reyes gets past. Um, Uzdemir, you, I'm, you pretty much banked that for a title shot, I would guess. And depending Excellent. on what Walker's doing, in, what Walker's doing in that meantime, he'll probably be next up to bet. Yep. Jones might actually clear out the the light heavyweight division, the real meaning of the word. No, both uh, both times, uh, Johnny Walker has won by knockout. I have drank Johnny Walker whiskey the same night. So I'm just gonna keep do. I'm just gonna keep doing it till he loses, just to see if it's good luck or not. Oh boy! He's gonna ride. Oh he's gonna ride me drinking Johnny Walker whiskey into a title shot. You hope. Take extra sips if he goes to a second round. <laughs> give that man a give that man a sponsor, man. God damn! I know he's Brazilian, but like, and, a... Johnny Walker is like Scottish whiskey or whatever but give him a sponsor <laughs> but you have to follow him on instagram first <laughs> oh yeah huh? oh boy but yeah good 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 one for johnny walker just continuing to do johnny walker things and we'll, we'll just like see John, how we'll, like johnny walker but, i was just saying we'll, someone we'll just, in ufc a uh, ufc pr needs to like set that up johnny walker the fighter and johnny walker whiskey like someone needs to make that happen it's too perfect. I don't know. He keeps flying knee in people. You know, we'll, we'll we'll see. But uh, so yeah, Johnny Walker, flying knee KO, got Serkinov out of there in, in a little over thirty seconds. Um, this next fight I actually didn't get a chance to rewatch. I don't remember it all in a ton of like specific detail. But uh, Cody Stamen versus Alejandro Perez. Um. All I remember thinking was Perez hits hard, but I feel like he's not throwing enough. And Stamen's just doing a, being a bit more active, and he has wrestling, so he might win, and he won. Yeah, but I don't remember much else of this fight. Uh, Alejandro Perez threw Cody Stamen onto his head in the third round, like literally picked him up and jo- uh, DC Barnetted him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, other than that, it was uh, I don't know. 
It, it was not a bad fight. It was just... It was just, it was a, just fight. a fight. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. It was... <laughs> Yeah, there's nothing else to see here. We can, uh, we can move on from that one. <laughs> but statement one, uh, unanimous decision. Um, no love for coding statement. <laughs> I mean, like, was there really the same? It was a, it was a solid performance from Salmon. Like, yeah. he, he's, he's in that, uh, yeah. he's in that batch of Bantamweights that are, like, good, but they got a, I feel like Bantamweight has a batch of guys who are good. They're they're solid, but they're not like they don't really wow you. They're not. But they're just like they're, they're just not going to make it to the top. <laughs> yeah, like he 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 he'll probably be like a mid tier guy. You throw him in there, he's going to give you a solid performance night in night out. But I don't know, yeah, like about him like making like a title run or anything crazy. But he'll just be one of those guys that probably always stays around because he's. He has a good skill set. He's athletic, you know, decent striking, and he can wrestle. So he'll probably just be around for a while. Um, but, uh, you know, solid performance. I don't want to shame the guy. I just don't honestly remember much of the fight in detail. But solid performance. Um, next fight, rounding out the ESPN prelim. This problem where... Oh. Oh, what you going to say? No, Perez just didn't do enough. to Like, he, he just got worked. Yeah. And speaking of getting outworked, uh, last fight on the ESPN prelims, Diego Sanchez, Mickey Gall. Uh, Mickey came out uh, with his uh, Joe Schilling trained uh, kickboxing, and then that ran out, and then uh, <laughs> Sanchez just kind of, you know, he, he kicked another young guy off the lawn, so to speak. Um like, oh. Yeah, I think one. <laughs> Go ahead. All respect in the world to Joe Schilling because he, he's out here. He, he's been out here waving the flag for American kickboxing and Muay Thai for ever now. But he is not the dude I want to learn kickboxing from. <laughs> I mean, it, it it started off good. Of his... He was landing some good shots. Like he came out pretty aggressive. Um. I think this fight did just show how green Mickey Gall is, though. Like, I think this might have been the first time he fought a guy who, um, you know, he's not really just going to go away. Like, you're not just going to come in, catch him with a two-piece and think it's over. Yeah. Um, yeah, this wasn't one of those fights, buddy. Uh, Mi- you, 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 we all know how crazy Diego is. That's, that's not enough. Yeah, Mickey tweeted after the fight that, he passed out during his weight cut or something like that. Yeah. Shout out yeah. to his team for yeah. letting him fight after that. Yeah. Ugh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's not good. That is not good. I mean, that that makes sense. That would explain. Because the, the drop-off between, like, the first and second, like, he he looked he looked winded out there, man. He, he, he was... He was he was pretty much on fumes for the second half of that fight. And, and up until the finish, like he's he, not a small. Hello. Yeah, know. he's not a small dude. Mm. Like he's a six-two welterweight, um, and and he's what now twenty-seven. Yeah, and he looks like I don't know if it was just me. He looked like he's gotten bigger to me. Probably. 
like still, yeah, like he's put on some he's put on a little bit of mass. He's still filling out. Um Yeah, like and I, I don't remember who tweeted this uh, um but like someone pointed this out and they were right. Um like if Mickey Gall had not got called up to the UFC for the specific purpose of fighting CM Punk, he'd probably be somewhere like ten and eleven and oh right now. Or eleven and one or whatever, fighting on some regional scene. He actually, he actually have like real cage experience, as to, as opposed to fighting like my. Four fights, and then being tasked with a real prospect like Randy Brown, it, like. I don't uh, like. This is why you go slow with these dudes. Like, fighting takes a long ass time to learn, and for all of Diego Sanchez's faults, this is a guy who beat Marcin Held like two and a half years ago, who's a astronomically better fighter than anybody Mickey Gall has beaten, or like even stepped in the cage with before Diego. Like. Like you, I, this is why you don't go to the UFC with like one fight on your record. You you need a experience, like real experience. And yeah, Gall could have been like a really good fighter, but like I hope it was worth it. Yeah, yeah. It- Diego just kind of took his soul. I mean, just to paint the picture of the fight, because we didn't even really mention what much happened in it. Like once, once Gall couldn't put him out um, with a striking, like Diego worked his wrestling, got him down, just beat him up and tired him out, and <laughs> eventually in the second round, you know, got a finish, and that was his first finish they said since like. I forgot. It's been a long time. I can't <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus it was a long time. Christ, man. Like, God, like... He... I, I was in high school, bro. <laughs> Holy fuck. I say 2008, I was... <laughs> I was fresh out of high school going to... Oh, no, I was in college. Or that was like my first year of college. But, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, he, um... I mean, props to Diego, though, like... The man's like 80 years old in combat years, and he's, like, still... He's still out here. Like... You know, tur- turning the young guys away. But, man. Um, yeah, I don't really have much else to say. Just props to props to Diego. Um, yeah, and you hope for Gall. Like, don't... Whatever his next fight, you know, albeit, you know, it's the UFC. There aren't a lot of pick'em fights, but maybe not give him somebody who has, like, four times <laughs> the experience that he has. Probably not the best. Um, probably not the best course of action. But either way, Diego Sanchez, uh, he he got that W. Um, and then moving on to the fight pass prelims, uh, Edmund Shabazian versus Charles Bird. Glendale Fight Club <laughs> forever. Let's go. <laughs> this fight was. Yeah, did not last that long. Uh, they they stood and you know, 
traded for a little bit. Bird shoots him for a takedown and <laughs> proceeds to eat 80 Travis Brown elbows to the side of the head and the ear. Uh, drops, eats ground and pound. Good night. <laughs> that was that was it. That was uh that was the beginning and end of that. <laughs> Edmund Severi now has a fighter as two and zero oh in the UFC. Oh my god, he he's, he's just looking at money. He's looking at money signs right now. <laughs> I wonder, like, did he secretly? Because I feel like I just haven't heard his name in a while. Like, did he secretly just? Bring in some other coaches. Well, no, he just stopped doing media. No. Not for <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, like because people kept like people kept asking him about his bankruptcy case and about Ronda Rousey, so he just stopped freaking doing media. Like, I mean, remind you this. Ronda Rousey's shoulders, being like, yeah, I'd be Jose Aldo. <laughs> Doesn't this uh, guy get managed by Ronda too, or something? Yeah. yeah. Is that? We'll see how that goes. <laughs> we will see how that. Uh... <laughs> I mean, she's about to retire from wrestling, so she's have all the time in the world. <laughs> I mean, she, you know, someone who does know the business. Um, but it's just for for, for Shabazian's case, it's like, man, have you seen what Edmund does to fighters? Don't. Well, that and, like, so apparently Ronda Rousey was incredibly easy to deal with because she would take whatever offer the UFC gave her because I guess she was like, oh, that's a lot of money. Not realizing <laughs> that, you know, that's a that's a starting negotiation place. So she's always been, like, really easy to work with from a managerial standpoint. So I'm wondering what, like, how that works for when you're the fuck. I mean... Like, is she going to fight for you to have more money, like, for better spots on the card, um, you know, better matchmaking, or is she just going to be like, yeah, no, that works. You're like, Edmund, that's $15,000. You better. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, my God. I, I, I would like to think. I don't know. It's, it's weird because, like, a lot of. A lot of fighters aren't always the best at like transitioning to other roles. Like you being a great a great fighter doesn't necessarily mean like you'll be a great manager or like in basketball, like you can be a great player doesn't mean you'll be a great coach. So I, I don't know. That's weird. But I mean, at at best, at least you know this. She is somebody who was in the business and was like the face of the sport for her moment in time. So, I don't know. Ho- hopefully she can impart some kind of wisdom on him. Um, but, Edmund, if you can hear us, if you're somehow listening to this, um, you know, get the bag. Get this? Don't try to, try to get the bag. Because that's what she's doing nowadays. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, for, for now, you know, Edmund, Edmund's doing pretty good for himself. Solid win. Um. We'll see how he does at middleweight. Cause middleweight is just a, one of those really interesting divisions. Um, well, well, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. But either way, uh, he landed some very violent elbows, and he, he got the win. So shout-outs to, to Edmund Shabazian. Uh, moving on down, another fight I was actually really looking forward to, uh, Macy Chiasone 
Well, they set your phone on the broadcast. I don't know how it's said now. They confused me. Versus uh, Gina Mazzani. I was worried that this weight cut would be too much because Jason uh, is just she's, oh, she's like five eleven. Um, she was a pretty big featherweight. I was like, man, her cutting the band away, man. I don't, I don't know how that's gonna look. Um, but uh, yeah, she looked good. Uh, <laughs> don't look like the weight cut was an issue at all. Um, looked every bit as good as she did at featherweight. I just like that, like, in that ending combination, she just kept throwing. Like, <laughs> she was like an eight-punch combination and just didn't stop until <laughs> Gina fell over. <laughs> I was like, that's the, that's the kind of violence that Bantamweight needs because, boy, has this division been stale. Like, outside of, like, the top three, there has not been anything to talk about at women's Bantamweight. So anybody who can do anything at this point, <laughs> I'm happy for. So bless Macy. Thank you for giving women's bantamweight some violence because we need it. They they need it. See, I think she does look a little bit slower, but like the power just makes up for it. Like, cause you know she could crack at 145, she can crack at 135. Um, what I really liked about that fishy sequence, like, and she probably didn't need to do it because Jim Mazzani, not that. But as she was flirting, she cut. To, she hit. She stepped to the outside of Mazzani's lead foot to cut off her escape route, and to put her head off center for anything that was coming back, which was really cool. Um, it, like it. Uh, this is like a small thing where, like, okay, she's. She knows what she's doing, like, she, like from a technical standpoint. I really like that. Um, yeah, no, I hope the weight cut's not too much for her, because like bantamweight needs prospects. It, it needs all the help it can get. I mean, featherweight is basically purgatory. So, Megan Anderson's out here, just you know, tweeting about how upset she is that all these other women are dropping down. <laughs> and me, and she probably can't make one thirty. She is six foot tall. Yeah, she's not making thirty five. That is, she would look like death on the scale. But, um, yeah, <laughs> Macy went in, put a uh, put pause on. Oh, J- Joey wanted us to uh, let everybody know that he died. Um, uh-huh. He's having Skype problems, so. Skype problems and he died. So, That's a deadly combination. Yeah. Rest in peace to Joey. Um, we'll <laughs> resurrect him in a in a later <laughs> a later episode. Um. And the last fight, which uh, I, I'll just have to rely on YouTube and hope you guys watched it because I, I saw it once. But I, didn't <laughs> I didn't watch it. it. Uh, <laughs> I, did, I, I, I didn't uh, see this fight or the Macy fight. <laughs> uh, well, Hannah Cyphers and Poliana Viana. Uh, have at it. <laughs> I think it was a competitive fight. Um, Viana Jiu-Jitsu. For the division, or at least was taller than Cyphers. Was able to tag her at range with uh, kicks and straight punches, but Cyphers um, was doing real good with the leg kick and the overhand right. 
Uh, actually dropped Viana in the first round. Um, kind of surprised that it was a split decision. Like, I, I know some people had it for uh, 29-28 for Viana, but, like, I thought Cypher was enough to win. Um, uh, it was a nice little fight. It wasn't anything crazy. Like, if you know anything about Cypher, you know she can crack. Um, I'd like to see Viana wrestle more, because her only way to get the fight to the ground was to pull guard, which was, you know, not 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 what you want to do in 2019 in MMA if you're a grappler. But, um, yeah, no, fun fight, all right fight. Um, I don't remember thinking her arms were really short. Who, Vienna? Or Cyphers? No, yeah. Cyphers. Oh, I, has very little. I, I do have something to say about, like, the post-fight interview because, like, um, the uh, the Macy Chiasson and the Edmund Shabazian fights went so short. They had the, they had to interview Cyphers, and she looked like she was about to have an anxiety yes. attack on camera. <laughs> cue, cue, cue the Stone Cold music. <laughs> Actually, no, I don't even. I'm not even. Joey resurrected. What a fucking catastrophe! Joey's been resurrected. You can't kill me yet. Stokes can try, but I'm still, I'm still standing. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm trying my best. I'm trying it my crashed, best. crashed, and then Skype, Skype didn't want to open, so I had to reinstall it twice, and then finally it <laughs> opened. And the entire time, Sensei's like, yeah, we're just going to wrap up without you. And I'm like, no, can't do that. <laughs> can't, <laughs> I, have th- I have things to say. I have points to make. Uh, all of the listeners appreciate your dedication to the podcast. No, they don't. No, they don't. <laughs> they, they absolutely do not well, want uh... I don't remember what fight you disappeared during, I have but uh, point about to beat Jeremy Stevens and it crashed. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> that was like eight fights like ago. thirty minutes ago. We literally Dude, just was... got done with Cypress Vienna. Oh, so you mean the start of the card? Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, uh, we'll, what what? Are you... We'll reopen. The, we'll reopen the discussion. Wait. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll we'll rewind. What are your well, uh, your scathing let's... takes for uh, the beat at, uh, and Stevens? talking about so let's well, be on, let's say well, that out the gate let's get well, that out the gate. how <laughs> dare you how dare you in the ufc right now excuse me edmund tarverdian has a fighter that is 2-0 in the ufc right now yeah and how did they get there they had to have him fight the guy who he the guy who he lost the guy before like <laughs> he lost darren stewart <laughs> and then they brought him back to fight this guy like come on now oh no he beat darren stewart allegedly yeah allegedly <laughs> that's the best type of win uh, you know what? That's we, as we learned on this main card. Alleged wins are as good as legitimate wins. So yeah. <laughs> uh, well, what, what do you guys want to spend thirteen minutes on Hannah Cyphers? Like, come on now. Hannah Cyphers doesn't want to talk about Hannah Cyphers for thirteen minutes. We're just talking about her interview. They need to stop that. They need to keep her away from from any sort of any. I told you guys this though. Like, she was on Titan FC, and when she would win her fights, like, someone would have to go into the cage to, like, translate her like she was from another country. Now I'm, I'm curious, because I didn't watch her post-fight. I have to go back and see this now. No, no, it is so awkward, and you feel so bad for her. Yeah, like, she's very honest. She doesn't want to do media, and they're just like, ah, oh, it was just, you know, like, poor woman. 
It's not even like that she doesn't want to do it. It's just that she's terrified to do it. Yeah, like, well, I'm saying, like, remember, Titan FC cards are, like, 37 dudes, and, like, half of them are from the same gym. And she was, like, horrified to speak in public. <laughs> After fights. Like, she would melt people, and then they would put the mic in front of her face, and she was shaking like a... <laughs> like a... I, like a leaf on a tree, because I can't think of anything nice to say. So, but she's a really good fighter. She's a really good strawweight. Stop! Stop making her talk. You're just you're hurting her. You're hurting me. Yeah. Did we talk? Did you guys talk about Macy? Uh, I, I'm assuming you did talk about Macy Chase home. Yeah, pretty quickly. Pretty quickly. Uh, yeah. Just the only thing I want to say about that is that um. I'm uncomfortable watching that fight. I'm uncomfortable watching her fight because she's so much bigger than everybody at 135. That 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 Mazzani fight, I was like, I don't, I don't want to see this. But like, she's the best prospect at 135 right now. She's like the only. You know what though? <laughs> you know what though? <laughs> you know what though? Listen, I didn't fucking fight through 37 minutes of Skype bullshit just to have you trample on my one point about one fight. I'm not doing. <laughs> I'm not doing that, and we're not doing it. I will file a complaint with the commission. All right, all right, all right Joey. Can we get can we get your thoughts on um, Magomed Cherpov and uh, Stevens, and I guess Johnny Walker? Um, oh, you don't want me to? You don't want me to talk about Mickey Gall and Diego Sanchez either? How dare? <laughs> I mean, oh, I forgot that fight happened. To be honest wow, with you, perfect. Uh, Jeremy Stevens and Magomed Cherpov. I wonder. I think we kind of talked about this a little bit, though. Like, he's always going to be compared to Yeah. But I wonder if he could if he could tone down half of his offense and commit more to the jab, if that would save a lot of his late round problems. Probably like, because he has I, a really strong jab. I mean, it, it it doesn't help when you're jumping off the top of the cage to do a uh, like a kick. Conserve energy. Right. That was energy. I forgot about that totally. <laughs> and then there was something else I wanted to mention. I don't remember. Perfect, 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 perfect. Oh, just that I have not seen him fight. Like, okay, uh, Magomed. Now I'm all fired up because I I've been I've been wait I've been waiting for the hot tag for like ten minutes now. Magomed Sharapov. Like, I wonder. First, I want to see him fight a better athlete because I think that athletically speaking, he's so much better than a lot of these dudes that I need to see him fight somebody with remotely the same kind of athletic pedigree. Because otherwise, it's just a big, tall, lanky guy who can do whatever he wants, and he, like, there's no consequence. He's not getting hit hard enough, even though... Most of these guys are just too slow for him. He's out of range before they can even get near him. And two, he wrestles to... Like, his striking is really just a, a fancy way to get to his wrestling and his grappling. Like, that's his bread and butter, really. All of his major wins are by submission. And I feel like in the third round, you finally got to see a little bit of a what happens if he can't wrestle. Because he could not get Stevens down for like for anything. And I think that when you work that kind of style, if you move that much and you do tire yourself out, if you don't have the threat of the takedown, it completely nullifies the remnants of your game. So I kind of need to see him fight somebody with really, really... Like, Volkanovski, I think, would be a great test. Although I think Volkanovski and Aldo are going to fight. Um, but Volkanovski can give can give him the kind of problems that I think we need to see him solve before I'm, like, all in. Uh, I don't know if you felt that way, Anna Cool, because I literally cut out mid, like... 
you were going you're going to give us one of those like uh big time dissertations on and crashed oh uh, no no you said everything you, you, it was basically the same thing you just said like i need to see him fight somebody who is going to test him athletically who I I would hope would hit him to the body where you know he is there. There's just so much real estate, like a Hanato Moicano, um, <laughs> and you and you know the weight cut is killer. Like it would have to thing. be, yeah. Like so, like slowing down that way. Um, and Volkanovski was a dude I wanted to see him fight too. And we need to be fair, like, because I did hear you say this was a great performance. Like, this was a really, really, really good performance. But there are critiques within, like, it's not a perfect performance. And pretty soon he's going to be fighting guys who aren't, no disrespect to Jeremy Stevens, but aren't as limited as Jeremy Stevens. So you have to grade him on that curve where the critiques matter, where that little mistake that he makes against Jeremy Stevens, Jose Aldo will pick up on. sending to these levels we need to start being really accurate about what he can and cannot do so because because whenever you critique a prospect there's always that backfire from people who well he's perfect or like oh yeah well you know like this guy makes that mistake or that guy makes that mistake we're not grading him compared to those guys we're grading him compared to who he's supposed to be fighting in the future so if you want to be fair and accurate about a prospect you have to look at him and say can he do that against jose aldo or can he do that against John Jones if you're looking at a light heavyweight and so on and so forth? You guys kind of, you guys kind of get what I'm saying there, right? Yeah. Just so that the the, the Sharipov, uh Bizarro fans don't come after anybody. I mean, like there's a dude who was introduced to most of us through that Fox Sports article where Mark Henry's like, yeah, no, he's a top five fighter. Yeah. Like, and look, he could be. Like, I see, I see amazing. Like, he could be. I think he could be a title contender. They're these little holes in this game. They get exposed against bigger people. Yair Rodriguez, um, Caceres, they get exposed when you move up in class, as it did, i.e., Frankie Edgar. So yeah, I like. I'm a little a little leery about some of his skills, but overall, I'm impressed. But those little mistakes can be big mistakes against big competition. And uh, what was it, Johnny Walker? Yes. I like what? What's there to say? It was thirty seconds long. Like he's any uh, any com any comments on the worm? <laughs> I, I think you can retire the worm. Uh, having said that, UFC Dana, is definitely gonna make him retire the worm. Like the worm. Look, first off, Scotty, if you're gonna compare yourself, like Scotty Tuhati was like a mid carter. Like you don't want to be a mid carter, so you can retire the worm because Scotty Tuhati never made it anywhere. Damn. Um, oh, damn. The disrespect. <laughs> the disrespect. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? One of the Am greatest tag one of the greatest tag teams of all time. How Scotty Tuhati was one of the greatest tag teams of all time. He's one guy. <laughs> get a Grandmaster Sexe and he wants to get a Rikishi, then fine. But who would be Rikishi? Derek uh, Lewis? Mm-hmm. No, I don't, Mark I don't, Hunt. No, I, I was gonna say Tai Tuivasa, Mark Hunt. Oh. No, I think I think Ty's a better. I feel I could see Ty. The point is, Scotty Tuhati was never that good to begin with. I'm sticking by that. I stand by my my <laughs> statement. Uh, you know, 
while we take a shot. I like Scotty Too Hot. First off, Scotty Too Hot, I think is a fireman. I have no disrespect for him. I'm just saying. I'm on the So what was like to get? Shout out to Scotty Too Hot. Oh my god, we're defending Scotty Too Hot now? Yes, we are. How dare you? Oh my god, Scotty Too Hot. I'm all worked oh, up man. about Scotty Too Hotty. First off, and I cool disrespects the big boss man. Now you're trying to put over Scotty Too Hotty. Like, I don't like <laughs> the this at all. big boss man. Oh, the big boss man. Uh, Honestly, if we're going to actually talk no. about the fight, Misha Serkunov was the number one contender type once. Yeah. Like, like if we're being realistic, like Misha Serkunov was some people's Johnny Walker. Like, that was the prospect that they thought was going to, like, ascend. And it's pretty crazy to think how 205 has advanced from Misha Serkunov and Nikita Krylov being like, you know, this fight could determine a top five guy to Johnny Walker and the Polish dude from the other night and some of these Russian and European like light heavyweights who are dominating the scene. So, well, last uh, last thing before we wrap up because I think we're well over. <laughs> well, you know what? Like there that's no, partially on. No well, what time are we at? How long is this? To be honest, I don't know because we had a cutout in the middle, and I think we were at like thirty minutes before it cut out. Mm. I don't know. I feel like we're somewhere. I feel like it's out. not. A, I'm not on here unless it's four hours. So it's got. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was gonna say, um, what are your? I'm gonna say this. Uh, to wrap up, Johnny Walker. What do you think Johnny Walker looks like in the second round? Because that was something we we talked about when you left. Like, what what does Johnny what does the second round Johnny Walker look like? Um, uh, I kind of hope we never find out. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm kind of enjoying this ride we have right now. I'm enjoying this little like, I'm enjoying fresh air at 205. Like Johnny Walker, you know, Tiago Santos, like. There's fresh air in this stagnant, stale fart division. And, uh, you know what? Like, I think Johnny Walker would be fine. It's not like he's got a super muscly frame. Like, he's got a pretty lanky, he's a lanky kind of dude, no? Yeah. So I think I'm... I'm just afraid that, like, his, his, his athleticism and those, like, crazy freak shots will just disappear in the second round. Like, he gets too tired. He just throws those too much. It's certainly. And then he just sits there. Coming there. Like, I think Johnny Walker, like on a Johnny Walker on Johnny Walker, is probably still pretty athletic relative to like relative to like half of this division. Like yeah, that his go ahead. Yeah, his, his athleticism will probably carry him. <laughs> his athleticism at bare minimum will probably get him to a title shot. Because he's just going to be, you know, he's going to be too explosive for... Yeah, like... I, can... I don't even want to throw this out in the atmosphere, but could you imagine, like, Johnny Walker and Sam Alvey? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, you could fill Johnny Walker with Popeyes and send him immediately out to fight, and I think he'd still have more bounce and, like... Unless he gets into one of those weird grinding exchanges with, like, Patrick Cummins, I think that his athleticism will be fine. Not as athleticism, but as cardio. Like, even if he gets tired, everybody in this division gets tired quickly. It is, it is the, what did, we, what did we say this one was? The Because uh, Tough Dads is middleweight, and then Senior Citizen is 
heavyweight, so this is like midlife, oh, yeah, this midlife is like, crisis. Yeah, this is the midlife crisis division. This is like leather jacket and new car division. So. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Walker will be all right. Uh, all right. And so, no, yeah, nothing that's... for, did anybody say anything remotely interesting about Diego Sanchez McJong? Uh, that he just kicks uh, young people off the lawn, and he continues to do so. Anything that, uh, about the, Gull... the weight? Company. Oh, Andy Cool said he would not train uh, under Joe Schilling. Oh, okay, so you you took them to task for that. <laughs> well, I was just like, right. like Joe Schilling's not the dude I would go to if I wanted to be an MMA striker. You know, oh, I, mean? no, I I thought you were talking about the uh, the fact that he passed out during his weight cut. Oh yeah, that, that, <laughs> that yeah, we talked about that too. Yeah, we talked about that. That, that that's when you, you you know you call it a day. Yeah. But, uh, and did we get the uh, yeah. did we get the standard anti cool? What are you guys? What are you middleweights doing? Not going up and wait, chit chat. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm too tired. No, we actually did. No, I, I, I don't want to see Chris Weidman get fucking flying kneed by Johnny Walker. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, y'all. Well, you already saw it. You already I mean, saw yeah. it. Get now I want to see Johnny Walker and Yoel Romero exchange flying knees. That'd be no, fun. Don't put that. Don't put. Don't do that to me. <laughs> I came back to this podcast, and that's the first thing you give me. Yes. Like my, my <laughs> uncle against my like distant cousin. Like you can't do that. <laughs> hey man, fam, family, family fight sometimes. You know, it's, it's all love at the end of the day. Still, <laughs> on a reality show right now. And Jesus, oh, man. but. There you go. I had to get Yo Romero in here, and I have to. Who's the other guy I always mention when we're on here? Uh, Brett Primus. <laughs> no, Listen, we left Brett, Brett Primus alone. That's not me. That's not my. That's not my bit. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we we let we let Brett live. We we left him. Brett alone. Primus and Chicano John are not my bits. That's other people. Oh I'm not a material stealer. <laughs> Oh boy, Brent was a running joke on here for a long time. I feel like we could get him now on we... the podcast. Apparently, we need to get fucking Scotty Tuhati on the podcast because everybody's a big fan of his. Oh, yeah. he, was, he was great. What are you talking about, man? I don't I, hate I... Scotty Tuhati, but like, come on, let's be fair now. If you're gonna, he, if you're gonna, if you're gonna steal somebody's shit, he's like the Diego Sanchez of WWE. Wow, you know what? I'm a... Does he still wrestle? See, all I remember is I used to play SmackDown, and I always show Sky too hot because I love this finisher. Oh, I love that finisher. Amazing. <laughs> Does no damage at all, but it's amazing. My skin, right? <laughs> my skin is crawling off. <laughs> I, I used to. I used to be I able mean, to do that. No different than the rocks. Let's be real. <laughs> well, I think there's a gap in talent between the two. Is there, is there, is I don't there, think Scotty Tuhati could be the Scorpion King. Now I'm going to imagine. <laughs> the, the Scorpion King shouldn't have been the Scorpion How fucking dare you. <laughs> I don't see Scotty Tuhati showing up at somebody's funeral to strap their dad's casket to a Blues, uh, blues, mobile, a blues Brothers mobile and then drive off with it. <laughs> I don't think Sensei's oh, seen that. We might need to link him up. What is Have it? you seen the big boss man ride off with Big Show's actual death father? 
If I have, I don't it's remember. It's coming your way. It's going to be in your inbox by like the oh end of the day. Oh my god. As soon as this probably was dead. That's the messed up part. Well, no, to be fair, now we're going to do some wrestling talk here. To be fair, I think Big Show's dad died like five months before that. And so it was like, oh, we'll just do an angle out of it. So there's not like his actual dad. <laughs> There's not an actual human being in the. Cat. I don't think that. Well, yeah, but I don't think that makes it better. It makes it much better. <laughs> it's like, hey, look, his dad. No. His dad didn't. His dad didn't object. He was cool with it. What were What were we watching back? Then? It's not, it hasn't changed. <laughs> the we're, we're, like, we're how many months removed from Dean Ambrose saying freaking Roman Reigns deserved? Oh boy. I don't want to live in a wrestling world where we can't make we can't bring dead people into angles. Okay? <laughs> they knew what they signed up for. I mean, if I was a wrestler and I died, I want my I want my I, however I died, I, I want it used in an angle. Yeah. I thought Mae Young was gonna die when they slammed her through those. Oh tables. my god. Now we're talking about Mae Young. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it like I, I was gonna make a joke, but it's not worth making. I think Mae Young is dead, so I can't make the joke. <laughs> I was gonna say, do you think he's as athletic as a 135er these days? But I think Mae Young oh is back dead. So poor Mae Young. Lord. All right, that's that's a cute wrap up. Oh, we started we talking <laughs> Mae Young. I went. I took it too far. You take. You know what? No, you know what? You heard. You, you stand for her being. You got to on your shield, and Mae Young's a good way to go out on your shield. Oh boy. Awesome, Did man. anything else happen? Did you guys cover anything news-wise, newsy? Did, was there anything newsy in MMA? Uh, um, Matt Hughes, uh, domestic <clears throat> violence, Crow Cop retiring because of strokes, okay, and PFL being on ESPN, yeah, having a monopoly on Thursday nights. Man, that's about it. Uh, I don't think PFL has a monopoly on anything. <laughs> besides wasting money. Hey. I think that's PFL owns Thursday. PFL is Thursday. So night. no, hold on. I, so, <laughs> I I pitched this to Anacol. I actually he never responded to me because he's a coward. But the rest, of, <laughs> since you're on air, we can cover this. If you had to invest five mil in a TV in in either one or PFL, where would you go? One all day. What are you talking about? Anacol. Um, PFL because they have all the American fighters. Can't duck it now. You can't duck the question now. I got you on the air. Oh, you said five yeah, mil. Yeah, five mil. That's what they're paying. They're paying five mil over two years. Wait, am I like am I ownership or am I just like TV partner? You are. Pick your network name, and your the head of your network comes in. And he's like, I gotta get a. We gotta get MMA. We gotta get those fifty five year olds in here, and so he he approaches you and he says, "Here's five mil. Go bid on the company. Go get us some TV rights. It's one or yeah. I'm I'm all right. I'm doing one solely because of Sage Northcutt. I'm doing. Uh, see, I'm doing PFL because it'd be live, and we and we have Kayla Harrison who's probably on the cheap. <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, one. One is broadcasting at four thirty a.m. So. Yeah. <laughs> now, 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 hold on. Now, converse... I'll take the international. I'll take the international money. I'll take the international. Conversely, ratings. one is one is broadcasting at like four AM, but I think they did better ratings at four AM than PFL did primetime. 
I mean, that's just because everybody left their TV on after TNT, like after T, uh, was it NBA on TNT? It's possible. <laughs> <laughs> right. those, it is never or it could have been all those all those boomers falling asleep during the episode of The Mentalists. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> They woke up at they woke up at five thirty. What, what is this? This isn't my free. This isn't my rerun of burn notice. <laughs> burn notice. <laughs> I woke up. Agnes, where's the where's the reruns for the Squatty Potty? Oh God. <laughs> These aren't my interpersonal. How am I gonna buy an air fryer? Jesus. <laughs> All right. On that note. <laughs> we didn't even do parting shots and shout outs. Shout out to Scotty Too Hot. Uh, Apparently, you got a bunch of fucking fans on here. Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, that's what I was uh, getting to. Uh, parting shots and shout outs. So, yeah, I guess shout out to Herb Dean. Shout out to Scotty Too Hot. Shout out to Mayo. To the Squatty Potty. To Mr. Bone. Um, Mr. Bones. <laughs> oh my god. Definitely shout out to Mr. Bones. Someone needs to Photoshop uh, Jones out of that picture and put Mr. Bones in there. <laughs> oh man. But no, my, my one like actual uh, <laughs> my one actual shout out, shout out. Uh, shout out to uh, Antoinette Tony Harris. Um, uh, she is going to be the first woman to land a uh, Division One uh, football scholarship for a skill position. Uh, for those who don't follow football, skill position basically <coughs> means anything not a kicker, um, like a position that actually matters. Wow! I mean, okay. Matter. <laughs> now we hate kickers. <laughs> <laughs> Got body okay. Hey, hey. So good. Adam Vinatieri won Brady three Super Bowls. How that is you? true. How that is, that is true. All right, kick- kickers matter, but kickers no, nobody tuned. No, nobody tunes into Sunday nights like, man, I, I got to see that kicker number two. <laughs> if you took your average kicker and put him in there with, like, Sam Alvey, kicker's taking it. I'm, 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 staking, I'm staking my claim. Wasn't that New York Giants kicker, like, pretty yoked out? I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I don't keep up on kickers. Uh, Ooh. Well, I'm just saying Sebastian but, uh, Janikowski is, is, is a house, and he would have zero problems taking out half this, heavy, <laughs> half this heavyweight division. But uh, Antoinette Harris, um, she got a D1 scholarship. Uh, she plays uh, safety, and she will be playing at Central Methodist uh, University. So shout out to her, first woman to get a D1 scholarship at a skill position. Um, uh, and we already mentioned it earlier, but you know, shout out to Crow Cop. Yes. Just that's a you know you, you hate to just see stuff like that like that 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 just kind of sucks for that to be the way your career has to end because of health reasons especially something as serious as a stroke but um shout out to him man Ho- hopefully he's able to recover and be well and I appreciate you head kicking Alexander Emilianenko every now and again I just go back to <laughs> and I just look that up and it just oh makes man me you're right <laughs> you okay. Okay. That's the noise Alexander made after he got hit kicked. I imagine that's what it, what it sounded like when you he know fell. What? This, that's unnecessary. Unnecessary. Oh. Un- unnecessary. Stokes is dying and we used him for a bit gag. Stokes, you okay? Do you need water? Oh, I'm good. Just smoking too much weed. Okay, well, that's not good either. <laughs> <laughs> What a mess this has been. This has been. What a been, mess. This podcast has been crazy. <laughs>
420 blades. Oh, no, none of that. None of that. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> what is your medical illness my that you need to do such things? <laughs> my uh, li- life. Besides asthma, apparently. <laughs> life. Over there life. wheezing like a Pokemon. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, oh man. Is weed legal where you guys live? <laughs> uh, where do you guys live? Yeah, medically, but only in, like, seven dispensaries in, across the entire state. No. I think that's the oh, same for us too. I think it is medically because I think we we have a dispensary like down the street from. Me. You would not. You would know. You would know. I would not know honestly. I actually don't know. Couldn't tell you. You tell me you're you don't do your duties as an American citizen and vote every two years on the ballot. You wouldn't know. I if would, it was on the ballot or I not. I would. I, I I put the ballot in and I wash my hands because I feel really dirty and then I just forget what I did. PA is different. Those. And it's also <laughs> worth remembering that PA is kind of like California in that I think of California as just being like one big long, either LA or Compton. And Stokes is like, no, there's mountains here. I think you thought Compton, but not like San Francisco. Well, I could do San Well, oh man, now I'm going to have to send you the San Francisco clip. So now now you're getting a whole bunch of that wrestling link coming your way, buddy. Uh, I'm telling you, I. I pro- you and me probably live like in the same rural area. I, I really you. do think we do because I'm like 20 minutes away from Amish men. So really, yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'm like two minutes away from like, um, try to get uh, California separated from the north to the south. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jesus! Like, there, like, there's, like, my neighbors literally have a sign of it, like down the road. <laughs> I actually know a few people who want that. So that's the state. Oh, the state of Jefferson. Like, I can see it. What do you guys got for shout out? Uh, yeah, um, shout, shout out to all the kids competing down at the uh, New Jersey State wrestling championships um this is the first year they're having uh, the girls have their own tournament nice. from what i from what i can tell there's only like four competitors per division but you gotta start somewhere that's about as deep as invictus so there you go you're off to <laughs> they're on their way <laughs> oh hey, hey maybe maybe a four, future ufc champion in there somewhere who knows um, nope, nope. that's the goal man that's the goal grow the sport yeah um and then, uh, shout out. Listen, God. <sighs> look, look, I've, I've never, could... <laughs> are we talking about Alex Jones being on there? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Can we just be honest and point out that every single one of us has had a moment where we've referred to ourselves, at least internally, our internal monologue has been, I don't want to, let me just tell you something. I'm, I feel like I'm partially retarded. Like, every single person has had one moment in their life where they've said that to themselves. So. But Joe Rogan likes those kind of dudes. Like, he's into those, like, uh, he's a conspiracy theorist, you know, kind of dude. So, what a shock. What a shock. I mean, I can do, uh, still, I could do without, you know, Sandy Hook truthers? Sandy Hook truthers. <laughs> yeah. uh, I haven't seen Alex Jones about the master race. <laughs> Listen. But these are the kind of people that he like. He I like, know, like I and I know slaps. that, and that, and that's why I'm giving him a shot. Uh, I could say a lot about Rogan, but I won't. Go ahead. No, no, no. We're here. We're here. Uh, we might as well. No, no, no. 
That's just no. I'm not in the mood for that. I'm yeah. saving my parting shot to really get angry. <laughs> but I think that's all I got. Like I want to shout out the dude who went to a draw with Eric Andiora. Can't remember his name. Uh, so my upper stoves up. Uh, either one. Okay. Well, since somebody mentioned Alexander Melianenko, uh, I believe he's in trouble again. So. Yeah. Shot of Damn. Him. I believe it was DUI <laughs> or DWI or something along those lines. Uh, I, I want to say the story was really crazier than that, or I might be confusing him with the other Russian dude who got arrested for like. So apparently, the story with that one is like the, the guy went into a brothel with a gun, made all the. The, like, may all the women get out and, like, march around the streets in their underwear at gunpoint. Really? Yeah. It's it, it's a little, you know, he might be a psychopath. <laughs> what? Who might be? Amelia I did not hear I just, I did I, not hear about this. Like, I have to go find the story. Now or, now, I don't think that's a might. That's a, you're, you're pretty classified at that. Yeah, point. like, well, I think that, I don't think it's wrong to suggest that. <clears throat> I don't think... Oh yeah, no, he is. Regardless of whether whatever terminology you have to use about that, yeah, like he's not, he's not, he's not a nice guy. Uh, how how did Fedor become like this religious dude, and then his brother became like this? His brother hung out with Russian gangsters, and <laughs> Fedor stayed in the gym. I think that's probably the best way to put it. I mean, we are talking about a guy who, like, like let's let's be fair, let's let, let's not mince terms here. Uh, Emilianko went to jail for, like, sexual assault. Like, he didn't go to jail for drinking too much. Like, I believe he went to jail for... Rape. Ha- ha- he yeah, went to jail for rape. A heinous crime. Um, so, but but this seems like more trouble for him. Uh, parting shot to parting shot to Matt Hughes. I, I really do... Like, a part of me hopes that this story is some embellishment. Because, like, it's so easy to want to spike the football on Matt Hughes. <laughs> like I had said before. I, I had written... It's easy to want to spike the football on him because he's. But I think there is a general difference between you're just a dick of a person and self-destructive and like an abuser. So hopefully yeah. like that, like, so it, hopefully get some help because this is also a guy who I think he had a pretty traumatic brain injury, too. Right. Yeah. yeah. He got hit by the train. Well, no, like I know, but like I didn't know if there was any sort of medical like they like they, I don't know if they gave a long term like answer as to what's wrong with him. So uh, I just know, I just know that he had an, like a serious injury. So if it's like really that bad, I hope they get him some help. Uh, not from the sport, but just from a human being standpoint. Uh, if he's abusive, I hope his wife gets away. Um, so, so that's a sad situation all around. And it's like imagine Matt Hughes is the sort of guy where if he got into some trouble. You would want to like, like there are people who want to laugh about people who get in trouble because Matt Hughes is one of those holier than thou dudes who wrote in his book about being a real bad person, so to speak, and sexually assaulting his future thirteen-year-old wife when he was a sophomore in college, and like there's something about a pig in there, like that he like yeah he 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 brutally yeah cut to pieces, so it's like you know. I don't know. I just I hope that if this is if this is true, like 
do something. Like, I hope he gets some help, or he, that he, you know, gets the proper punishment to be doted out to him. So that's the parting shots. Um, shout out to Invicta, since we just joked about them. They're going to do a one-night, eight-person tournament across all... I don't like tournaments, but I, I'm appreciating the effort to do something different. Uh, I, I, the, they're doing strawweights first in May. The talent overall isn't great, but it's an attempt, so I appreciate it. And um, shout out to Africa. You know, they got their first um, first serious modern day UFC champion. Uh, and there's a chance they could have three by the end of the year, and I think that that's really cool. We all talk about wanting this sport to grow and wanting this sport to develop. And looking at this sport as like a, you know, a platform for people in poverty to kind of get out of some bad situations, it's good. It's good for everybody that they have an African champion now and that they could have more African champions and that we could get more African talent because this sport, the sport can't just rely on – I feel like I say this every time I'm on here. It can't just rely on dudes from the Midwest. So the more great talent we get coming into the doors, the better off we're going to be. Uh, and shout out to Alex, who does listen to this podcast all the time. I get texts about it all the time. So if he listened to the end, if he sat through me getting disconnected and kicked off like 43 times, there's your shout out. <laughs> there's, there's, there's well-meaning shout out. Well, no, I, I remembered. Uh, his, was that him who posted that last night? He was After... really worked up, yeah. <laughs> he was fired up. <laughs> what did he post? He was just like, fuck him. He, fuck that. He called out me and Dante in his fuck Tyrone Woodley post. Yeah, he's, he's pointing out all... He's, he was pointing out everybody. He was fired up. Because you know what? Alex, Alex doesn't watch every card. He's very selective. And it feels like when he watches them, Tyrone Woodley's on them, and he's normally mad about something Tyrone Woodley does. This is like a, this is like a karmic reprieve for him. Because so, he watched the, the Maya one, and both Wonder... And shout out to all the listeners, all the all the folks who tune in, listen, and and give us your support. And also shout out to all the people who say things like, uh, "Hey Joe, you're really nice." I am never above a compliment, so appreciate that. Appreciate your niceness. <clears throat> and fuck Scotty too hotty. So, anybody? All right, we're getting we're getting out of here. Grandmaster Sexay was the better two pool member, and I will stand by that. Oh my God! Oh, God. are you kidding? We'll, 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 no, we'll, we're just gonna let that sit there. That, that'll be post talk, huh, bro. <laughs> yeah, we gotta get out of here. <laughs> I'm gonna start. A poll. Can we do a poll on? Is there like a Tumblr poll? I need this solved. I'm doing it. I'm doing it right now. I'm opening up my laptop. Yeah, man. This has been a uh, oh, episode one twenty. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I'll make it real quick. Oh, sorry. Bryce Harper for getting oh, shit, yeah. a thirteen-year, three hundred thirty million dollar, three hundred thirty million dollar contract with the Philadelphia Phillies, and also shout out to him for picking number three, just like Iverson. That's fucking dope. I really like that. <laughs> we got two Philly guys now, and then. Shout out to my my buddy from high school, Chris Inocencio. He just got signed to Bellator. And yeah, congratulations. 
Yeah, they're basically just bringing him in there to feed to this Olympic level wrestler. But you know, awesome. we're rooting for my guy, hometown favorite. We love him, and you know, he was actually part of like our backyard fighting league back in high school. Like he was pretty good, you know. No, he made he made it, dude. He it's made unfair. It. Be- it's unfair because Sensei said we can't ask any more questions, and then you just randomly <laughs> drop. I was in a. <laughs> Who to me? Oh, oh yeah, dude. Man. We got two guys that are, I mean, pro MMA fighters that came out of that. Well, no, 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 no. We need. To, I need to know more about this backyard fighting league. What weight class oh. were you in? Hold on. This, 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 oh, there were no. Post-fight. There were no. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this would be that'll that'll be a whole night. Right, hold on. Time out. One last thing. I want to shout out Mr. Dink because we got Mr. Bone, but Mr. Dink. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, one 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 last parting shot to my favorite sports team, the Los Angeles Lakers. Last night they mm. lost to Phoenix. Like this mm. season is over. We need to mm. fire Luke Walton. He sucks. We need to blow up the entire team except keep LeBron. And then very sad, very very sad season. It's over. It's over. We're not making the playoffs this year. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. And that's <laughs> and that's it for me. All right. I'm so frustrated right now about the Scotty Tuhati thing. (laughs) This has been episode 125 of the Dodo Dog Podcast. Shout out to anybody who just made it this long. Um, I don't even know how long this episode. I don't know how long it is because I I messed up. I messed up the time like halfway through, so I have no idea how long it was. It definitely is as long as you think it is, because we we got we hopped yeah. on at like what ten o'clock. Well, I've heard that before. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been a while. It's been, it's been some it's hours. So if you made it this far, as long as you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for <laughs> for listening. Um, as always, check us out: SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify. Dodo Talk Podcast, Facebook page, as well as the Instagram page. Send questions to Dodo Talk Podcast we, at yahoo.com. Did we have any questions? And, uh, did I miss questions? No, we didn't have any. Right. I'm, I'm just lost. But, uh, yeah. So that's it for episode 125. Thank you guys for listening to this episode, which went all over the place. But that's what we do. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> as always, anytime people will be a punch. And or kicked in the face. We will be there to talk about it. And until next time, we will catch you guys later.